0: This show starts.
1: Come on. They we have glass doors that separate different sections of the office. Yeah. yeah. They have taken the glass doors off the hinges. My eyes have gotten really bad, especially in the past couple months. So I can't see if the glass is there or not. And before I even realized it, I'm like putting my hand way out in front of me to make sure I don't run into a glass door that I that is there that I thought I might not have seen. You're so
2: cool. You know, uh I don't understand why you just don't get glasses. I can't find my prescription. Do you know how quickly you can get a prescription? Seconds. You go to the eye doctor, that's his job. He has you look at some stuff, then he goes, Here's your prescription,
1: and you're done. I know, but the way you say it it sounds easy. It is easy. We have vision. We have vision. <laughs> it's eye doctor, eh? <laughs>
2: You're not fucking piggy with Lords of the Flies, where you're just <laughs> falling around and finally the cool kids kill you, <laughs> which I always worry is going to happen to him one day. I just feel like I'm going to get sick and not be able to come in, and then the o and a guys are going to chase him around the island and end up stabbing him with sharp sticks.
3: they cannibalized. i i like to think they cannibalized him too with no the they Lord didn't of flies.
2: I' just no. like think that because <laughs> he ended up he fell off the cliff and all yeah. that kind of shit. they didn't they had salt water in the meat. No. <laughs> and didn't somebody even show up? Didn't, like... Uh, At the end, yeah. yeah like the cops showed up right after. The C cops. Like always, the C cops are there just fucking two seconds too late. By the way, before I even get into anything, I heard an infuriating story today okay. from somebody. Uh, I tend to talk to people in the street. He gets... He's out in Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. He gets pulled over for speeding. The cop says to him, uh, as he's going through the license... Uh, and let me see your phone. He goes, for what? He goes, I want to see if you've been texting. Holy. He has to hand his phone over to the cop. So I'm fucking screaming at him. That's like saying, like a cop saying to you, let me see your dick. You're not going to see either one of these. Yeah, they don't have the right,
3: right? To just go, like, give me everything, you know, like...
2: Let me see your phone. And the guy has to hand it over so he can check... So we can get in on this new fucking texting law. Oh, my This is why I'm out front smoking. (laughs) I have this discussion. So I just end up screaming at the guy, basically yelling, don't ever give anyone your fucking phone. I don't have one. And I actually called him uh, the worst American ever. And I go, this is something you need to go to court for, for everybody. And finally, he's just like, look, buddy, I just, you know, we're having a cigarette. I wanted to talk to you. I was just fucking so furious with him. I didn't know that a cop could say to you, let me see your phone. So he said, the cop said, if there's an accident, they check everybody's phone to see if you've been texting. If there's a DUI, they check your phone. If you're speeding, they check your phone. If they caught you in a weird lane change, they check your phone. I've never heard. Is this just a Jersey thing? i never heard. This. Well, a Jersey just got the stupid texting law. Okay. So I guess so. Now, now they want to fucking get that text money.
3: <laughs> I think it's points on your license too. I think like they they really go hard
2: against it. They don't fucking want anyone texting anything, using a phone at all. No. Even though for a fucking fifty years we've been changing the radio as we drive. No, I'm going to check your dial. I mean, why can't they say, all right, now you can't have McDonald's in your car. You know what I mean? Are you tell me if you're balancing coffee and a fucking donut, that that's not the same as texting? This cheeseburger's still warm, sir. And there's a fresh bite out of it.
1: I think texting takes a lot more concentration than eating donuts. That's just from personal experience.
2: Here's my personal experience. Get a fucking warrant if you want to see this phone. Get a a warrant. This
3: is a violation of your civil rights.
2: This is terrible news. Everybody's just so ready to say, oh, yes, you're right. And, oh, by the way, on my text, I bullied somebody. (laughs) So get me for that, too. That's in the fucking news now. Does this text say half an hour? I I, I fucking bullied a fucking offensive lineman. (laughs) By the way, Fezzy, congratulations. The Bucs are back in the fucking winning seat. They're going to run the rest of the season, and they're on their way to the playoffs.
1: Stood up to the Bullies, beat the Miami Dolphins last night. Handled them. Handled no, the
2: Bullies. No, the Bullies have been all off the fucking team. Um, now it's just Tannehill's squad of bums. Mike in Strong Island, you're on the run a face show.
4: Yo, what up, boys? Yeah. Hey, listen, that uh, Jersey cop is wrong. What they have to do with tickets is if they think the guy's texting or the girl's texting, they pull them over, give them a texting ticket. When they have to appear for court, if the person pleads not guilty, they have to call up their phone provider, pull up a record to show there was no text incoming or outgoing at the time of ticket to get the points taken off. Otherwise, if they can't prove it... I don't know,
2: they know I don't have fucking Siri. I'm having Siri text from me. I can't talk to Siri in my car? No, somebody text you, but you're responding back. That's what the cop
3: is worried about. Somebody looking at.
2: Yeah, but door. I'm. A, but right now with the taxi, you can go Siri. Give me the fucking audio
3: text. Isn't Bluetooth legal? Is that that's is why? Oh, I Bluetooth around so you can talk. You have
2: a Bluetooth because right. you eat too many Italian ices.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Forget about it. Oh, you my right,
2: boys. Check all right, it peace. Out. Uh, Brad in Mississippi, you're on the Run First show.
4: Hey boys, uh, yeah. It just sounds like it's a huge violation of the Fourth
5: Amendment. I mean, you you have a reasonable expectation of privacy in your papers and affairs. And if they were to go into your phone, I mean, there's so much that you could have that's private that they have to have a search warrant. I, I don't. I mean, I know how it is in Mississippi. You can't you can't
4: write a ticket or make a, a misdemeanor arrest. In
2: Mississippi, you get pulled over, you come out blasting. <laughs> just yeah, I just it's like that. Oh uh, well, you know, cops have to admit you're faster. Um, it's so fucking crazy now, but I, I agree. I'm just like, no, you can't see my fucking phone. Let me see your balls, motherfucker. It's just, this is
3: disgusting. It's 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 violating everyone's rights as human beings here.
2: What are you, the drunk lawyer? No, uh, Dave in Connecticut. You're on the Redfenz <laughs> Red show.
0: Ronnie, listen, you got to
4: carry a plant phone in your sock. Take an old That's phone beautiful. when you are up. Beautiful.
2: Have an Keep old flip sock, phone bro. in there.
3: <laughs> there you go. There you Apparently,
2: go. you haven't made a text since fucking 1999. Is it a razor? <laughs> <laughs> That's a walk. great idea. I got a fucking plant phone ready to go at all times. <laughs> why not just say to him, I don't have a phone, dick? Just fucking, if I'm speeding, I'm speeding.
3: I'm just going to carry a beeper with me and just show him this is my pager. That won't raise any suspicion.
2: You know, Fez, you're on everything this fucking guy says. I know, it hurts. Anytime he talks, you just fucking shut his fucking shit down. <laughs> it's What's also- the story with you, Toe?
1: I just know that Chris Stanley is part of my ongoing investigation into the missing blue e sig. I fucking forgot about yeah. that.
2: I uh, forgot all about that. He is. Wait, look at that guy! Didn't even that fucking lineman couldn't even get over the bar, and he wants to slam it. Did you see that? He basically did a layup. <laughs> all right, guy. What
1: were you saying? I'm saying Chris Stanley, our producer, is the focus of a criminal investigation this is right. that I'm conducting.
2: I in- we, did, we did have e-cigs, a couple of blues missing, yeah. and we still haven't gotten the other ones from Stephen Dorff, right? Stephen Dorff is not sent in the new blues. I Unless checked. they were sent to your fucking house. No, they were sent to the studio. Who's the guy in sales? Did you give him that clip? Yeah, yeah. Steve Smith. Yeah, well, tell Steve Smith. Uh, Steve, this should be something you're worried about. Should be a fucking box of blues coming in. Plus, we lost two boxes the other day.
1: I have nothing to do with the missing blues. The blues were here on Friday. Yeah. You were
2: smoking blues.
1: I
3: was smoking blues. You love to smoke blues. Yes, I do. But I also smoke analog cigarettes. Yes, we
2: all do outside. We don't smoke inside. None of those are missing. Well, some from this morning. They went inside of me.
1: The e-cigs were here on Friday. The blue e were not here on Monday.
2: Well, it's not like Chris Stanley was here over the weekend.
1: Yes, he was doing Eastside Dave's sports
2: show. I didn't get to listen to the whole show, mm-hmm. but when I did listen, yeah. they both sounded completely satisfied.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. A lot <laughs> very, of puffiness. Very relaxed. Listen back to the tape. There's no, <laughs> you know how I smoke a blue. It just doesn't leave. It's like as if I had a regular cigarette. In my, if we could smoke in here, I'd smoke
2: four packs of cigarettes. Oh, yeah. a day. I'm sorry, you can't use me as a fucking witness for you <laughs> because I'm the victim
1: of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what, what criminal would broadcast his crime over the radio?
3: That's true. I'm not a thief
1: in this case. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to steal from us. We'll see. We'll see. I'm still interrogating people. Oh my
2: God. What people? There's him and Dave.
1: (laughs) Oh no, 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 no. Um, There's also Bobby the Champ who I've been talking to about this. He stopped in over the weekends to hang out. I contacted him about the crime. And you know what he said to me? What? He said, I didn't see anyone smoking e cigs. So you know what that says to me? Everybody's smoking e cigs on the, the weekend. What am I going to Of course he's going to cover. I wanted to see if he'd come clean.
3: This is getting pretty crazy. I'm not stealing e cigs. No one was smoking e cigarettes. I have regular cigarettes.
2: Now, Chris tried to say someone stole them out of the office. I was up in the office. There's about. Fucking $800,000 in great prizes in that office. It's a, uh, it's a Hall There's of Fame. Sign Dr. J Balls, sign Emmett Smith Balls, yeah. you name it. It's pretty ridiculous. We had so many great prizes to give out. It's a ridiculous trophy
3: room, really. Just the sports stuff alone. Like We could have a sports bar. <laughs> we could have the world's first e-sig sports bar. Tyson gloves. Awesome.
2: You're saying Awesome. But you did smoke one of these bad babies. I
3: did yes, I smoked them on Thursday and Friday. I did not smoke any or steal any over the weekend. I'm not stealing blue cigarettes. I'm not. Not gonna steal from
1: us. Maybe it's a situation where you just can't help yourself. I can't. I'm gonna bring this up. Okay.
2: Uh Things get pretty crazy here on the weekend. Yeah. Did any of your fucking 15 guests happen to get away from you? <laughs> they Maybe they lit up. If I was drinking in a real cool fucking radio studio and I saw an e-cig, I'd start smoking it.
3: No, there wasn't any smoking going on. There were two people, Gabe and Bobby the Champ,
1: myself and Gabe. Gabe? The former intern? Yes. Did... Ronnie wasn't he the one who didn't even finish out his internship?
2: Yeah, That's true. Yeah, he left
3: <laughs> in the can't be trusted,
1: it. Gabe.
3: He left in the middle of it.
2: So let me just get this straight with yeah. you and Dave. Yeah. Dave, my fucking interns graduate and then become slave labor for you guys. He
1: just becomes in on
2: Saturdays.
1: Well, they're certainly not employees. Well, come on, running around the place on the weekends.
3: Nothing's going on. It's a professional radio show.
2: Uh, Bob, you're on the run of Fez show.
3: Yeah,
4: Fez, you better check to see those people that you used to steal candy from.
2: Oh, yeah, Fez I... did used to steal candy.
1: That candy was on a, in an open bowl uh, on a desk for employees.
2: It's on the desk. It's free, right, Fez? I'm not going to get into this again. If you have an open bowl of candy on your desk, that's for people to come to your desk while you are there and not during the... Off hours. Yeah. And by the way, I think my fucking plane's landing. I just heard an announcement. So I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to grab my bag. I'm going to get to the gate as quick as I can.
3: You know how I know um, that Fez is wrong? Someone from HR emailed me saying, hey, you got any more Heath bars? They didn't just come in and and say, oh, there's a giant box of candy from the Candyman, the Ron and Fez Oh, yeah,
2: there is about 400 pounds of candy there. (laughs) Candyman. uh, He hooks us up. Yeah, I know. And we're almost uh, done our Halloween candy and heading in towards Christmas treats.
3: Yeah. I've eaten so many Jolly Ranchers, I'm spitting They're red.
2: They're good for you. That's <laughs> how you fruit. got that Bluetooth. It's
3: fruit. That's <laughs> good go with that's, an ASIG. That's not fruit. It tastes like cherry.
2: Um, I'm all right, right there's it. a picture of you as the spoon man up on the <laughs> eye bank, just covered in spoons. It's a really bad... What do you call those fucking things, Chris? Photoshops? Yeah, Photoshops. But Dave fucking lives on
3: You like you like every <laughs> yeah, every every Saturday
2: every fucking Saturday. <laughs> there should be one of him smoking an E cig though. No, he doesn't screw around with the E cigs Uh Rich, you're on the Ron Show.
4: Hey guys, good morning. Um I'm a truck driver, and it seems like a lot more in the last year. They're really coming down on us, where occasionally we'll get pulled in for, like, a truck inspection, make sure everything's working, nothing's broke. And they'll have actually ask me to see my cell phone. And I just look at the guy and go, all due respect, you better have a court order because that's a personal thing. It's gotten so bad that in Connecticut, I've heard rumors, that if they see a truck driver even wearing a Bluetooth, they'll pull him over even though he's not talking on it.
2: Uh, it's insane. Just tell us you don't want us to drive. That's all you fucking care about. Send Vito in here for a second.
3: Young Vito, please enter the studio, please. Also, the, um, the texting... The anti-texting uh, driving accident commercials are all everywhere too. They've, they've pumped those up huge, and they're
2: sad. of course they're, they're so sad. Yeah, they're always sad, and they're always you know why not just why not bring up the amount of accidents that happen on the highway when everyone's even doing what they're supposed to do? No. It's a like, fucking dangerous thing to drive on the highway. All right, Vito, so I'm not saying that you're the worst fucking intern ever, but this. Is not fucking pens for me. None of these are fucking usable. These shitty old cups. You have to find out who your executive producer is, and say why don't why don't we give a shit about what the host has in front of them? Just say to him, I go. Just say, help me stop being so lazy. Make me one of the great
0: interns. Help me stop being so lazy. And make me one of the great interns.
3: Talking to He's me. talking to you. He's talking to me, yes. I want you to be one of the great interns.
2: By
0: the way, you
2: you doing the you talking to me bit while you're wearing your old army <laughs> jacket. It's
3: weird. All ties in.
2: Um here's uh Kevin. Kevin, you're on the run of Fez show. Got a spy report for you, boys. Spy be
6: report is coming in. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Go ahead.
4: Freedom Tower, 1,776 feet, according to the Department of Very Tall Things. See
1: ya.
2: Um, I know that today is the day that they're supposed to come out. You were so frustrated with this yesterday.
1: Yeah, just furious with the entire city of Chicago trying to uh, take out the, fr- the new One World Trade Center as the tallest building in America.
2: Well, we will see. Today they'll make the decision.
1: Do the right thing, Chicago. It
2: isn't... Chicago isn't doing it. It's not a city voting on this. It's a couple of people. That's this, all.
3: This order of...
2: And an buildings. antenna is not a fucking building.
3: Why did they ever add the antenna? It should be the floor. The top floor of the building. The and roof. then you're
2: done. It's <laughs> the roof. And then, oh, if somebody comes up there and puts a another fucking extension, a wing. Okay, add it. I'm going to slap a dish
3: to the top of it to put it over.
2: But you can't take an antenna and say that, that that has to do with height. Dan, you're on the run of fest show.
3: You know, Ronnie, you ever see
4: the movie Never Talk to Strangers? I think Todd may have stolen the cigarettes. If you go back and watch the tape, I bet you we could see Todd sneaking them right
2: out. We do have tape in here, and we'll see how, I mean, obviously, this was a packed party there was stuff playing out i really am frustrated with the fact that i left these things here i thought that they were going to go up and that thing right. and be brought back in i'm like okay that makes it for studio fun no fuck you ron we're having a fucking weekend party <laughs> it
1: wasn't a weekend party it was a radio it show. must have been a weekend party because when i came back to work there's a giant bottle of malt liquor sitting on my desk <laughs> that was after the show
2: Really? What, were you and fucking Bobby the Champ hitting on that? <laughs> Why is that funny to you? I'm not, I just, You're throwing parties in here over the weekend there, and stealing e-cigs. There
3: is, there's no parties. We're doing a radio show from 7 to 9, and then we're not stealing anything. I don't know where the cigarettes go. I didn't talk, take them.
2: Wait, em. hold on. From two hours of fun radio, you need a fucking giant malt liquor well, Saturday to, night. to relax and two free e-cigs? I'm not stealing it.
3: It's the start of Saturday night, afterwards.
2: Yeah, afterwards. Yeah. How many people were at the party upstairs? It was just myself and Bobby the Champ. No, hold on.
1: Covering for each other. Somebody so saw two
2: E cigs that night, right? Yes. Sitting there. You and Bobby the Champ sitting there getting drunk. Two guys, two E cigs are missing. I didn't take them. It all
1: comes together. Why didn't the
2: two of you just figure out you were busted, run out last night, fucking bought two e-cigs and hit them behind something and go, oh, look what Fez missed. I never took them. That's why. I'm not going to. Could it happen during a blackout? No, I wasn't because I wasn't blacked out. Is this a cry for help? Because I'll fucking help you, dude. (laughs) There's no cry for help because I didn't do anything.
1: I don't get it. I don't want to have to go look at videotapes, but I will if I have to.
2: I didn't take them. Look at the videotape. They're them. not going to have videotapes them. inside the office, are they? No, it would have
1: to be the hallways.
2: Yeah, good. Because then we've got to go somewhere else for blowjobs. I don't <laughs> want to know that they're videotaping in there.
1: Unless someone's puffing away waiting at the elevator bank.
2: <laughs>
1: Joe, you're on the of fed show.
4: Yeah, Ron, I hate being a rat, but he had four bottles of malt liquor and a bottle of whiskey in that studio.
7: I know.
3: I didn't touch it. I I, I drank a 40 of malt liquor. I did not touch anything else. Hmm.
1: I don't know. That big bottle of whiskey was still sitting out.
3: That was bourbon from Dana. That wasn't... Dave took that whiskey.
2: But she gave it to Dave?
3: Are no, you a regifter? No, 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 no. Uh, Bobby brought... No, I'm not a regifter. I'm not a
2: thief. So this None whole thing things. this Saturday night show is just a chance to have a big long party. No, not at all. It goes on another 22 hours after the show is over. No. Nope. <laughs> That's sick. Thank you, Vito. <laughs> and look at the way he trains you with the pens. It was horrible.
0: How am I supposed to be good if I'm following him?
3: <sighs> Vito, you're killing me. And I'm not doing a good enough job to train you. I know. I'm, I'm
2: playing Fez's part for him, though. All right. It's 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, lots going on today. We've got the million days of Christmas.
1: The Ron and Fez Show celebrating the million days of Christmas. Today's prize, Tommy Boy on DVD, signed by Dan Aykroyd, the man who came up with the brilliant idea to serve vodka out of a human skull. It's a great prize and part of Ron and Fez's million days of Christmas.
2: Fez, uh, not to step on your little joke, that is not a human skull. That's an alien skull. The crystal skulls are not humans. They are aliens that came to this planet.
1: I didn't know that.
2: That's why you have to be very careful as a gag writer. And they're obviously Or at aliens. least listen to the gentleman when he comes in to do the show. And aliens came here, and they had magical skulls. And they were found all over the world. This is uh, two different fucking uh, things. Number one, he did it. Number two, Spielberg did the same gimmick. In the uh, last, um, I don't know what it is, I guess Han Solo Runs Around with a Whip movie? Indiana Jones. It's not called Han Solo with a Whip? No. <laughs> okay. leave enough, no. Mike, you're on the Run and Face Show. Ronnie B, a million bucks. million bucks to you, too. Todd is running the worst
8: fugitive bit in, his, in, in radio history right now.
2: He's a little bit on the sell side. He's, a, he's He underselled it, but... Um, some point we'll find out what actually happened. Nick, you're on the Run of show. Hey Ronnie B. How
4: you doing, brother? Yeah. Um Pepper, I, I hate to bust you out on this man because I love you, but you did say a couple weeks ago that you have gotten drunk and stole from bodegas. It is
3: oh, it fucking is true. true. That is true.
2: But it is nothing true. steal
3: from us. That's fucking doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. I would never do that.
2: Why I, you know what? I don't accuse you as much as I accuse Bobby the champ and Gabe. I think they found a drunk to take advantage of, and I've done it myself. I've been to Fat Girl's house and destroyed her house because she thought, you know, I'll throw a party for the whole school.
3: No one's taking an advantage.
2: And then she me. ends up crying, "You ruined my house!" I was like, "Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Stop fucking whining! You're having fun. Everyone's at your house. You're popular. Let's Isn't that you- what you wanted? It's pissing your parents' bed. Now we're throwing your fucking parents' albums against the wall as hard as we can." <laughs> We're house here. Scott, you're on the Run and face show.
4: Hey, Ron, uh, i got to defend Hicks here. If, uh, if he was a drunken stupor like Mayor Ford, he's Scott free
2: He really does have the... <laughs> he's got the Rob Ford angle on this.
3: Not smoking crack. I'm not smoking e-cigarettes. I'm not taking the e-cigarettes. Well, They didn't grow fucking legs and walk
2: out of here, Hicks. No, they didn't. I don't know what happened to them.
0: I drunkenly steal stuff, too. It's okay.
2: I don't... Say Vito's with you. It's not This okay. could be like a fucking meeting.
3: <laughs> Last thing I want to do.
2: Um, Kevin, you're on the run of Fez, show. Hey,
8: I bet you that party was more gay than anything Fez did all weekend.
2: <laughs> it wasn't a party. It was two guys fucking licking e-cigs and sharing a uh, quart of malt liquor. That's fairly gay. <laughs>
3: Well, you feel like that. Minus the e six, it's still kind of gay. In a dark room.
2: This is what cost you GQ's man of the year. <sighs> oh, shit. And you were very close. Did you see this? GQ's <laughs> man of the year is Chris Stan- uh No, it's Justin Timberlake. God <laughs> damn it. Damn, sorry, Chris. Close one. Shit.
3: I thought I had him. I mean, I didn't release an album like he did this year. But I thought it could have been a show. Well, in when you're reading this
2: article, he's actually pissed. I guess some shitty movie he did came out and left last weekend without even getting any press. What? Something. Him and Batman, the new Batman, Ben Affleck, did a movie about oh guys with computers fucking stealing laptop oh, secrets, yeah. gambling secrets. And well, I remember when we saw the thing, we're like, hey, this looks like it could be pretty good. It came and went that quick. Runner Runner.
3: That's it. Yeah, I remember seeing, yeah, seeing the... Uh, That's yeah. a terrible name, though. Yeah, I guess online gambling, guys. The commercial looked awesome. And Justin Timberlake, produced
2: by Leonardo DiCaprio. Charlie, you're on the run face show. Pepper, you ought to pull the tape where Ronnie
5: admits that he has stolen something from every single job he's
2: ever had. Oh, hold on. Life. That's a different situation. I stole from faceless corporations. Now, if... If Tim Sabian came down here and go, one of your guys stole some stuff in here over the weekend. He had a big party and brought a lot of people in off the street. I'd be like, Tim, I know this guy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he stole from me this time. That's a different thing. The mafia likes to steal, but you can't go stealing from each other in the mafia. Vito, you're Italian as a motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about. There's got to be some honor among thieves. And all I do is have honor. I'm not going to rob us. I I ain't saying what I took from this place, except for... Two old satellites that I think still work pretty good, (laughs) and I'm going to be starting my own. It's going to be the first pirate satellite radio station. Ronnie B. Space Radio. Yeah, You can get it anywhere in the country. (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) Scott, you're on the Manifest Show.
4: At least Pepper didn't kick some kid's ass and steal
2: his chain. And it was an effeminate boy that I did oh, it no. to. So, yeah. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. But I remember there was also another thing to that. It wasn't just his fucking chain. It was his um, sunglasses. Were they nice sunglasses? Oakley's. Damn. Mm. That was a fucked up thing. But again, it goes back to like you said. I, I hate I hate the fact that there's a sin that you could do that you can't get away from.
3: Yeah, it, it, it's, it eats at you.
2: It just What's it, do? it eats at you. Because yeah. I heard you said, eat, cha Like suddenly you decided, oh, I forgot, I'm Peruvian. <laughs> Crazy fucking e-cig stealer. Look, you stole the e-cigs. I'm going to be the first one to say it's cool. I didn't
3: steal them. I didn't steal the e-cigarettes. I don't believe them. Thanks for nothing, Vito.
2: We we should get into uh, some Catholic confessions today. Here's what I'm going to do. What do we got to give away today, Fez?
1: It's uh, Tommy Boy on DVD signed by Dan Aykroyd. All right. Uh,
2: Best confession. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. This has got to be the confession of something that honestly eats at you. Now, the reason why the Catholic Church is still number one in the world, nothing works better than a confession. You go in, you say your sins, you get a penance, normally half a dozen Hail Marys, maybe a couple of our fathers, and then you leave there with a pure soul, like a baby. scar free right? Just clean slate. Yeah. I love that. You're forgiven. God lifts this from you. He lifts it. That's because nice. you know you've done wrong It's not like you can go back to that horrible story Which, by the way, is why I hate to share Because look how quick these pricks Want to call up and say this thing that bothers you And again, this is why I'll never say the fucking Christmas present <laughs> You know what I mean? All you guys are like Oh, tell us what Fez gave you for Christmas that year We'll never bring it up again You're liars And I want no part of you. Uh, all right, eight six six Ron zero Fez, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Here's what I'm going to do: is Pip's in today because I can't see because it's like a dark room over there. Pip's is in today. Good. I want everybody to write down their confession. Okay. I'm going to read them off, and then we'll have to um, we'll have to guess what confessions fit with who. But in the meantime, eight six six Ron zero Fez. You've got uh, a great movie, Fez, and uh, signed by a great artist.
1: It's Tommy Boy on DVD, signed by Mr. Solinski himself, Dan Aykroyd. Right.
2: <laughs> Send him over a bucket of ice and a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Tell him to drink the champagne and put his his nuts on ice. Now, what was it? What, what did he What did he call balls in that? Jibs. Well Now you're just trying to guess names for balls. I don't know what it was, though. Um,
3: this is always... I, I mean, the first time I had confession when I was a child, I, j- I lied to the priest, so to actually get something off my chest and get it out there makes me feel a lot better.
2: All right, and just put your initials. I'll be the only one who doesn't guess... And you guys have to turn around and guess what everybody else's sins are. All right? Okay. I'll read them off. It was marbles, I believe. Marbles. But maybe, I don't know. Marty, find out where the police are taking him. Send over a bottle of bubbly with a bucket of ice and a card. Have it stay tough break. Get drunk on me. Use the bucket of ice down your marbles. Yours is Z. (laughs) To down your marbles is hysterical. All right, we're waiting just for uh, one more person and then we'll get to uh, everybody else. Hey uh, Spencer. Spencer, you're on the run of Fed show.
4: Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah. Um I saw uh Higgs this morning smoking an East egg. I thought he I think he's doing the garbage out front.
3: The smoking Marlboro Reds out front of Sirius XM this morning.
2: If you smoke the blue out there nobody's gonna, you know, be mad at you about it.
1: This is it. the time to confess. I didn't do it.
2: All right, I'm going to go over these. Hicks, I want you to pay close attention to everybody. Okay. Everybody's got a guess, and Pips is in on this. Pips, how you feeling today, buddy?
6: I'm uh, still a little sick, but a lot better.
2: All right. Uh, went through a jerking off outside stage at 15 until the neighbor saw. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked my buddy's girlfriend. Um, Joy rode in two stolen cars in the 8th grade. Ripped off rich kid's friends. Uh, sold them ounces of schwag swag, sprayed with raid for 450 bucks an ounce. They kept coming back for it. They trusted me. I uh, hated someone I worked with um, so noticed that he bit on his name tag, so I rubbed it under my balls after playing basketball. then watched him bite it. Everyone watched and laughed.) <laughs> three of these are just regular things dudes do. Two are fucking sick. Uh, Alright.
3: X, who did what? Okay, um... Masturbating was Vito. Fez is joyriding. Pips is rubbing something under his balls. And then... You banged somebody's, somebody's friend? Everybody banged somebody's friend. I wouldn't even admit to that.
2: That's a fucking giveaway, Am I You know what I mean? There was always so many people there.
0: Uh, Vito, what do you got? Like, guess which one is which? Yeah, guess which yeah. one is which. I'm going to guess. I'm actually going to guess. Chris is Joyride. Pips is jerking off in public. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The fucking sickest one of all. So uh, whoever gets accused of it by
0: even even being accused by your coworkers <laughs> is as bad as doing it. Uh, uh, did, did I say I said he was joy, Joyride right? Yeah. then I guess. I'm gonna go with you. so no, Joyride was sold people stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess you. You're I'm gonna kidding. go with the one he did. A bang. <laughs> You're so fucking confused. <laughs> Pips, you gotta guess.
6: Um, I'm gonna have Vito for the uh, the jerking off. Because he's a creep.
2: Two <laughs> people victim is the jerk off. If this is to tell the truth.
6: I'm gonna have... Um, what was the other ones? Remind me real quickly. Oh, I don't give a fuck.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got?
1: Um, yeah, Vito's definitely the jerking off outside. Pips is slept with his best friend's girl. Um, Hicks is selling the bad drugs, and Ronnie. Of course,
2: we're writing swag. We know who fucking did it. And the bad writing. And Ronnie is the
1: joyride.
2: And who is? And and who jerked up outside?
1: Oh, Vito, absolutely. (laughs) All right,
2: I'm just going to give some of these ways. Vito did not jerk off outside. No! Thank you. Obviously, fucking uh, Pips fucked the, uh, his friend's chick. Oh. And now all he does is bitch about his chick fucking yeah, somebody. Really. Uh, s- I'm the guy in the stolen car. Uh, Hicks sold the fucking <laughs> bad dope like a fucking creep. Uh, then it's down to wiped my balls on a name tag. And jerked off outside and was seen. Fez jerked off outside. Oh my God. <laughs> and <laughs> Vito fucking rubbed his balls on a, on a friend's name tag. I
1: think friend. Vito's worse. Uh,
2: first of all, you tell us constantly that you don't masturbate. Yeah.
1: This, is, I mean, this is when I first started jerking off. 14, Why would you 15, go outside?
2: Why stand in the bushes?
1: Yeah, I don't. There was this weird thing where the only place I could get off is if I snuck outside to do it while everyone was away. And away what, where? Like if nobody was home, and I was at the house by What's myself.
2: That, let me ask you: Was this in the middle of the day?
1: Um, sometimes, yeah. You would jerk off in the daytime. Yeah. I don't know if I believe the story. And if if someone was gone, like on a weekend, if everybody headed out, and for some reason that was the only place I liked to do it, and then I realized one day that the neighbor was standing right there by the fence. it was a child? No, no, no. It was an adult (laughs) neighbor, and I'm sure... Saw me and realized what was going on, and that was really the beginning of, like, the pea shyness and everything. Oh, shit. Because I, you know, I was like, oh, I just started praying that I would never do it again anywhere if the neighbor didn't tell. If the neighbor didn't come over and knock on our door
2: i don't even think i would believe the neighbor if they said your kid was jerking <laughs> off outside yeah just, I go, you're a fucking lunatic you're
0: a pedophile. you're, you're <laughs> fantasizing my child <laughs> masturbating that's what sir one of, how do you go from jerking off in public to peach shyness that's just
1: maybe that's the start that was the start of it do you remember i, I what, think so
2: were you, was your fantasy that you would get caught
1: i think that was part of it it was like you know this is like really dangerous or whatever so, yeah, I'm sure that was part of it. And then once I did think I got caught, you know, I'm sure of it, then uh, there was no fun to it whatsoever, even jerking off. Did you watch people? Did I watch people? Like, were Is you looking in their window? Oh, no, I was in our backyard.
2: Just standing in the middle of the yard?
1: No, I was over like by the garbage cans. <laughs> You oh were
3: God. jerking? So maybe the smell of garbage turns you on. Like, maybe that'll, that'll bring you back to the time when you loved masturbating.
1: I gotta go through a landfill to get hard. Oh, God.
2: That's disgusting. That's, that's, how, do you, how do you just jerk off with nothing to see? He's got nothing to see, and he, you weren't even thinking of anything, right?
1: <laughs> no, it was the act of doing it outside that became thrilling. So if like, I'm outside
2: jerking <laughs> off. This is where my mom fucking walks around. Nature. Maybe my brother will see me doing this.
1: Staring at a garbage can. I was near the garbage can, I wasn't staring at it. I never would have
3: thought in a million years, Fez. Fez no. is the one to masturbate Dude, outside. Dude, I
2: almost ended the game and just screamed out. Fez jerked off outside <laughs> the second I saw it. There's a.
3: Spy report. Spy
9: report. The committee has ruled. Spy report. Spy report.
2: The committee of the tall buildings has ruled. Spy report. Spy report. From Chicago. Spy report. The tallest building in the nation. Spy report.
6: Spy report. Spy report.
2: Is One World Trade Center.
6: Spy report.
1: Thank you for Chicago doing the right thing. Well, not after all the terrible things you said about them. Call them a city of terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> um, I call them worse if they had taken that title away. Yes.
2: Nathan, you're on the run of Fez show.
1: Hey, guys. No, I totally understand why Fez
4: was doing it outside. It's the risk of getting caught that turned him on. Notice he only did it outside when nobody was home. Right. So when it, when people are at home, let's do it inside because you might get caught from mom that way. He wanted to get caught. It's half the thrill.
2: You're going to start jerking off outside of New York. <laughs> one of those guys who jerks off on the subway.
1: There's people and cameras everywhere here. Some dude on the subway.
3: I woke up one from a blackout in the subway, and some dude was jerking off in front of me. It's no big deal.
2: By the way, Fezzy, would you like to send a shout-out to the person who sent you that news?
1: Oh, sure. That's great news. All
2: right. A big thank you to Mikey D. Yeah,
1: Big ups no, to Mikey No, thank you. <laughs> All
2: right. We're going to decide who has the uh, best confession here. Um, what time is Big J coming in? 1. 1 p.m. Um. Here's Rob Rob in Massachusetts You're on the Ron show
4: Hey guys So <clears throat> you're a confirmed Catholic, right Ron?
2: Well I was born that way, my friend
4: I know that again So I, uh During our confirmation stuff They go through what you can't do So they start listing off You know, you can't have sexual thoughts so,
2: Impure thoughts
4: Impure thoughts, whatever So I ended up, uh Sort of, well not sort of, I went to the bathroom and I beat off because I was pissed off that they wouldn't let me do that. In a church? In a church. My mother was waiting for me to come back with everybody else's parents, and I felt terrible about it afterwards.
2: You should feel terrible about it. Of course I should. I think it's even wrong to piss in a church.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Finally, what I got. Yeah,
2: not for me. Catholic boy's jacking? No. What do you guys think?
3: Uh, d- d- I don't think a masturbation story is gonna top Not yeah, Nothing places. beats fucking
2: wildly <laughs> yeah. Jerking off, hoping that his neighbor catches him. Was the neighbor a guy? Woman. Was she masturbating when she was looking at you?
1: No, no. But I thought either her or her husband were gonna come knocking on the door. I looked out the front window constantly after that, just waiting for them to be walking up the driveway.
2: Well, you love the shame thing, huh?
1: It got me good. You like shame. That
2: was Todd, right? Who knows, dude? Uh, Smoke in Arkansas, you're on the running Face show.
4: Oh, buddy. Yeah. Uh, one night, <clears throat> we were playing pool and taking shots of Jaeger, and we <laughs> finished off a of fifth, and I started using it as a spittoon and got about a little bit over a shot, looked like a little bit of a shot, and my friend came over and downed the bottle before I could say anything. And I've never told him.
1: And <laughs> so he drank finals? all my spit
3: and, and kept it down. <laughs> I like that he uh,
2: made him drink his own spit. But he didn't mean to. It just happened.
1: <laughs> it wasn't malicious. I have- and I mean, the bad part was not confessing, but there's no uh, to his friend. No, yes or no on finals? No on
2: finals. No on finals. No. Scott, you're on the Run and Fed show.
4: I mean, a friend of mine got drunk and uh, gang-banged a girl on top of our church and then broke in and stole the poor people donation box.
2: Catholic Church? Yes. St. John Newman's. And where at?
4: Knoxville. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Finals? Yeah, I like that this
3: guy banged someone on top of the church and this stole This guy's
2: it. going to hell, no matter <laughs> where you get around it. Um, And by the way, if two guys are on one chick, that's gay. On um, that train. Finals? I like them, yeah. Yes.
1: I don't like the bragging part about banging the chick. I think if he had just stick to holding up a church, basically. No finals? No finals for me. It's
2: part of Sorry, the story, dude, though. <laughs> it's part of the story. <laughs> it actually happened. <laughs> uh, Robert, you're on the Run and show. What's your confession? Uh,
4: no confession, but Dwayne Bowes, KC
2: chief, got busted for speeding and. I don't know how yes, you got on the show. Here's Matt in Queens.
4: Hey, at the uh, ex-girlfriend's house one time, and the toilet wasn't working. I ended up crapping on the floor, put the bath mat over the crap, and then I stepped on it to even it out.
2: I don't like shit stuff. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's not that bad. I hate shit, guys. No finals. No finals. Uh, John, Wisconsin, you're on the Run of Fez show.
8: Yeah, this is awful. Um, my parents
4: are real Catholic, and so I couldn't ever have girls in my house growing up. And On my 15th birthday, snuck out of the house through the second-story window, climbed down the ivy, found the car, had nowhere to go, so went to the family church and lost my virginity in the cry room.
2: A lot of church stuff today.
0: You don't like okay. this one, the It's not really a confession. That's just like,
2: hey. That's bragging. Yeah, that's just bragging.
1: It's that's a that's... Corey Haim movie. No finals.
2: Uh, Mark, you're on the Run and Face Show.
1: Hey, buddy.
4: sell like a million yeah. bucks. Good. Hey, growing up, I didn't get a car until I was 18. So when I dated, it was on the girls in the church. And every girl I dated, I used to sneak to the Sunday school room and have sex during the service.
2: All right. right, let's just. The, bragging is not a confession. <laughs> a confession is something that's eating away at
3: you. Something that hurts you.
2: Eating away at you. It's just... Hard for you even to think of. Not the fact that you nailed somebody. In a church? Um, yeah. You know, again, with the church. Just because the word church comes up, now we got to hear it constantly. Uh, Justin, you're on the run of Fed show. Uh,
4: yeah, so when I was in fifth grade, uh, after uh, symphony practice, I
8: was moving my cello, and I dropped the shit out of it and broke the neck in half, and I knew it
4: broke, but I just left it there, and then it was, when it was discovered... I blamed it on the black girl.
2: And her parents had to pay 600 bucks. <laughs> what a dick. So this is excellent. This is a real fucking confession. because Anyone who said they played a cello was already saying I'm half a Fagula. And then you turn it around and he blamed it on the black girl. Finals. That's fucking awful, Justin. You got it. That's awful. You're in the finals. Because I would still hate that to this day. Finals. Justin blaming a broke cello on a black girl. I'm going to say impoverished black girl (laughs) just to make me feel better. And no one believed her. (laughs) Um, Brandon, you're on the run of Fez show. Move on. Here's Ken in Chicago. You're on the run of Fez show.
4: Hey, guys. uh, When my baby daughter was born, I had her sleeping in her bouncer chair, and nobody was home, so I decided to jerk off, and about midway through it, I saw that she had woken up, so I just turned her around so she couldn't see me until I
2: finished. <laughs> <laughs> That's finals for me. That's just awful. That's fucking awesome. And this is why you don't leave any child alone with a person uh, that has a penis. <laughs> That's
0: like a Kenny Powers
2: thing. That's <laughs> it is very Kenny Powers. Yeah, you're going into the finals, Ken. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Take Justin's number. And Ken's number. Um, here's uh, Pooner in Oklahoma. You're on the Ron Fed show.
4: Hey, Ronnie, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I shouldn't even use this name because when I was in the Navy, I uh, got my buddy drunk at the bar we used to go to right off the base, and I knew this chick that used to come in there all the time, and uh, got him into her, and he went home with her, and never told him that I knew she was a guy, and. <laughs> It's the worst, and my, and my name is what we used to what he used to call me in the Navy, so if he's listening, he'll know.
2: So you let your uh, your friend go home with the email.:
4: Yeah, yeah, he came in uh, confessing to it to the fact that he didn't get all the way with her, obviously, but he did get a fine blow job, and uh, I just kept looking at his mouth knowing he'd been kissing on her and everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How can this worst. not be the finals? I nice. don't think so. Why? No finals. Be- Why? Because Sorry. it's
1: acting like uh, two guys having sex yes. is a bad, bad thing. Yes. I'm not I'm not finalizing it.
2: Don't you think you should be able to uh at, at least at the very least tell the person
1: That was like if dude. we
2: tricked you into having sex with a woman
1: <laughs> I would also expect the woman to say it. I say no finals.
2: Uh, Gary, you're on the Run of Fez show.
10: Oh, uh, yeah, buddy. Um, my uh, girlfriend in high school had this little dog that was a yapper.
4: Uh, we speed downstairs making out. She went upstairs. The dog sat there and kept growling at me. I tried to shoo him away. He got aggressive. I kicked him. I ended up hitting him in the head. I think he went into convulsions. He went out in the backyard, keeled over, and died. I just played stupid the whole time
2: yeah that's finals yeah, Dean, but do you at least feel bad about it or is it a funny story oh, to no, you
4: i feel I feel bad about it I mean I love dogs I, I love animals but uh it was just a yapper and I just it was just annoying to
2: show All out right. of me. as long as you feel bad i'm gonna I'll put you in the finals for it I don't yeah. want anybody like happily kicking a dog to death
1: <laughs> Mike Vick is in the finals dude I don't know what
2: you would have won this thing Fez, just jerking <laughs> off in the backyard. <laughs> I can't believe you never brought that up before.
1: Yeah, it Are was... you lying? No, I'm not lying. No.
2: Because <laughs> you're like, no offense, the least sexual, certainly the least sexual gay I've ever met. And like now you don't really
3: masturbate, but you were just jacking constantly in your backyard.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I started jacking late compared to other guys. And then when I started it was nonstop and it was just always the feeling of it and then the like the the um well the getting caught, you know, the sin of it I guess.
2: I see I can't this I can't relate to because I think you at least have to think of something. Not just thinking of yourself jacking off and that's what turns you on. Like, I'm jerking off, I'm jerking off, you know? Yeah, this feels you at least good. have to have a fucking fantasy or some visual stimulation.
0: I can't even jerk off to a picture.
2: <laughs> he can't, he can't jerk off to a steel picture. He's got a problem, he's got a disability.
0: Video. How many times did you go
2: out there? Was it like once a day? Fuck or? yeah, he's lived out there.
3: <laughs> the big cum pile.
1: <laughs> that's another it thing. G- like, it was a gizmo that's, that's a your how home. I can't my fucking hook. <laughs> It was basically whenever I had the house to myself. Did nobody ever which see wasn't th- real often, but often enough.
0: Did nobody ever see like the plants covered in semen?
2: No, they weren't checking for that. I got, I got a feeling there's not a lot of fucking splurge and well.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god! By the way, everybody put on winter coats today. Yes. Oh, fucking so crazy.
1: Had to. And then Friday
2: gloves. Be Friday? No, not gloves. Uh, Friday's going to be goddamn um, sixty already. What? party time. Oh, that's right. We'll be gone. You can fucking go through the office. Do whatever you want. <laughs> no, I don't. You think do I forgot about this, haven't you? <laughs> Even though Fez is straight and it is silly, yeah. I'm watching you like a fucking hawk. Watch me.
3: I'm on the straight and narrow. Bullshit.
2: Um Diane, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi guys. Yeah.
4: So I was fighting with my ex, a big custody thing. Found out he was sleeping with somebody else, and when he went on vacation, I set his house on fire.
2: Who <laughs> are you, fucking left eye? <laughs> now, how did you set his house on fire?
4: Um, he lived, like, in a little remote area, so there wasn't much around. And I broke the kitchen window, poured some gas in it, and... Holy that.
1: shit! <laughs> You're I, terrible.
4: Was, I, was, I was questioned by the arson investigators and got away with it.
2: How many years ago was this?
3: Um, About three. Uh,
2: This is insane. Arson? Finals. (laughs) I say finals, yeah. Finals. It just tells me everything I need to know about women. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like This is the kind of shit that I expect. All right, hold on. You're in the photos. Still not as weird as Fez. <laughs> uh, Chaz, you're on the Run of Fez show. Chaz.
4: Hey, what's up, buddy? Million yeah. bucks. Million. I never really told anybody this, but it's the total truth. When I was like 15, 16, I was doing a lot of coke, and I started taking jewelry from my grandmother's to sure. go pay Carmine for the, for the blow. Mm and one of them turned out to be this ridiculously expensive diamond engagement ring that I got like two eight balls for, and it was worth like twenty grand, like twenty years ago.
2: Yeah, it happens a lot. They the old people. Do, do you feel terrible about it, Chaz?
4: I feel like a piece of crap. Really, I, I yeah, almost you like It can't even happen on the radio because it's not funny.
2: No, it isn't. But this is what confession is all about. Doing something so horrific that you take it to your grave. Finals well, for me.
4: I'm glad I brought it to Father
2: Run. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure, because you got to get, you know, and who knows, maybe you'll win something. Anybody got a problem with finals? Finals. No. This finals. is awful. Thank you, Fez. I've met
0: a lot of people with coke problems who do that stuff.
2: Yeah. It's still terrible, though. It's
0: still terrible.
2: I know this guy who fucking took his grandfather's, like, coin collection and, but it was just using it as fucking coins. And these oh. things were like old and shit. They were so like Buffalo nickels and all that kind of <laughs> shit. All right. Uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, has a question for you, Fizz. Sure. Um, did you drop your pants to your ankles or pull your prick through your zipper? <laughs>
1: It was pants down to ankles, oh, oh, your oh. majesty.
0: So effeminate. So you couldn't even run if somebody
2: no. really came out no. there.
1: <laughs> no, I was out there bare-assed.
2: <laughs> no, because he was trying to jizz into his own ass. <laughs> Vito's like a great audience. He's a terrible fucking intern, but he's great to sit there and be shocked and laugh at jokes.
0: I mean, what happened? I was a great
2: intern. <laughs> no, you're terrible. Look at this cup. It's filled with fucking shit like no one cares. I can't. In the meantime, Chris Stanley's walking around with a beautiful goddamn pen. And look what this is supposed to be my pen. A bad (laughs) fucking magic marker from the fucking 50s. It's a large sharpie. I gave you the
0: fat tip ones. Some homo.
2: This would be great if I'm shipping stuff to fucking Akron. (laughs) I don't know. I gotta get somebody in here to... I gotta get somebody in here to watch the Watchers. I thought I had fucking Watley uh... To be on on Hicks. And then I know Watley was being all silly and fun about it. I had to fucking just say, Hicks, this is an important thing. Um, here's a Mike, Long Island. You're on the Run The Feds Show. Hi,
4: boys. Uh, yeah. I was 13 years old. Uh, just starting to masturbate. Went in my parents' room to find something to jerk off to. Ended up finding their sex tape, and I didn't stop jerking off.
2: You, you jerked off to your... Parents having sex?
4: Yeah, yeah, the sex tape.
2: You swear this is true.
4: Yeah, it's one of my things I've
3: not told anybody. Was your mom attractive?
2: What's the no, difference? No, it's his not. mother. That makes you just as bad as him for even bringing that up. Oh, she had a nice vagina.
4: And it was doggy style too.
2: Uh, finals for me.
1: Finals.
3: It's kinda like incest. Finals, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's definitely incest, I think. Visual incest. incest. Oh, that's... My problem is the calmness that he has with it. It's a matter of factness.
3: Maybe he doesn't feel that bad
2: about it. Because I think it's just as bad <laughs> if he is lying to lie about such a thing. To try to win a goddamn Dan Aykroyd movie.
10: <laughs> uh,
2: here's John, California. John. Lost you buddy. Cigars and Scotch, how you doing, pal?
5: Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Uh when I when I was a kid I worked in an Italian store and we used to have this uh Albanian like Yugoslavian butch uh butcher that was Muslim. It's like a white Muslim, and every time I'd make him a sandwich, he'd ask me to wipe the slicer down, I'd do that. But I'd always shave like ham and like throw it into the sandwich, under the bread and the Kaiser, the whole bit.
2: Trying to get him to go to hell?
4: Huh? Yeah. That guy, there was, like, a danger element to it, too, because, like, they were pretty fucking crazy and, like, armed See, with knives. I would
2: put you in the finals, but how did I put somebody in the finals for making a sandwich even more delicious? <laughs>
3: you were helping them.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because if, uh, if I was a Muslim, I'd still like to have some ham. Yeah. you get away with it. you could be like, I didn't know it was in there.
2: No finals for
1: you,
0: then? No, no, I agree. Like, uh, I'm saying you... it's good for the... Good for the goose, good for the good gander? Good for the Muslims. Finals <laughs> are not?
1: No, nah, it doesn't beat the story. I say I just no really. final. Yeah, he, I just he, he's not really confessing it. He's laughing through it and right. like, hey, listen to this great prank I played on. No, but he's
2: still a fucking friend of mine. So stop yelling at him. It's, it's still the nice, guy those...
1: it was nice to me too.
2: Yeah, well, that's the best thing to do. It's hard to follow but...
1: up to
0: jerked off my parents' sex tape.
2: I think Watley would still win if I <laughs> if he had called in. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't fucking react the second I, I read that. <laughs> Um uh, here's Bob in Texas, showing the Run a Fest Show.
4: Hey buddy Yeah. So I think I was about in the first or second grade and had a couple of buddies
8: that were younger than myself and we were playing some doctor and we got real uh, hands on with it I guess and we started to uh,
4: loving on each other and I uh, eventually all our clothes came off and I don't think we penetrated each other but Man, it was some, it was not heterosexual, that's for sure. Can I say no homo and be good,
2: Pepper? And the fact that you're in Texas and you had a gay experience at any age, you know, because that's the kind of things that can follow you around down there.
8: Uh, my name's
3: not Bob.
2: I only know one <laughs> gay guy in fucking Texas, and they call him Johnny Football. I don't even know what his real name is.
3: Jonathan Football.
2: Uh, what do you think? This, he did this horrible thing when he was a kid, Fez, fin- They he can't stop.
1: No, no finals. finals. He did a natural thing, not a horrible thing. I'm sorry, did you ever do it? No, I haven't done it uh, yet.
2: Yeah, how natural could it be then?
0: You jerked off outside. I, <laughs> I think it's finals because it's not like about those. It's just like for him that like that's like a, that's something to say. Like Dude, this fucking dude fucking
2: hung up while we're sitting here. <laughs> he doesn't want to give his name.
0: Those other guys are coming after him now. Joe, you're on the Run of show.
4: Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Me and my buddy, who's now a cop, we were watching porn in the back of his grandparents' house on a sleepover, and with some idea we started jerking off the dachshund, And the grandmother walked in while we were jerking off the dogs <laughs> and porn on the TV. We got so much shit, you have no idea.
2: Sure. <laughs> he, 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 this is a crime against nature. It's awesome. This is interspecies. Is that bestiality? Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's bestiality. It's like... They yeah. were pleasuring a dog.
2: <laughs> this is in the fucking Bible, right next to the gay stuff. It's did you so go disgusting. to completion?
0: His I don't
3: know if did. definitely Red Rocket, though.
0: Did the dog complete? I don't think so. He was Red Rocket. Oh, that doesn't
2: count. Oh, uh, you're out for him already? The dog oh, didn't come. Okay. I don't know. All right, we got to go to a break here, but we're going to come out and give out a great prize.
1: It is the DVD Dan Aykroyd signed, Tommy Boy. That's part of Rana Fez's Million Days of Christmas, and we'll be sure to wrap it. Safety first, Tommy Boy and DVD signed by Dan Aykroyd, Rana Fez's Million Days of Christmas. All right, we'll uh,
2: do this during the break. Come over, and we'll come up with a winner. You're all disgusting. But there can only be one winner. It's the Run a show. Artists of the Day and their homage to Itsy Bitsy Spider. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, We got to pick out a winner now, Fez. What's the
1: winner going to get? The winner will receive from the Ron and Fez show Million Days of Christmas because we know the true reason for the season. Winning Cool Shit Signed by Celebrities Today's prize Tommy Boy Signed by Dan Aykroyd Make everyone else's gifts Look like crap This holiday season From the Ron and Fez show's Million Days of Christmas mm, Nice uh, Chris who's your winner? I want to give it to
3: Ken Chicago, who masturbated uh, in front of his child. And, Fez, who do you think won?
1: I think it should be Justin in Texas, who broke his own cello, blamed it on the poor black girl in class, and had her parents pay for it.
2: Uh, Pips, out of those two, which one would you say uh, wins?
6: It's not the cello. It's the other one. The cello, it doesn't make any sense. How uh,
1: does it not make sense? <laughs> you know what? You broke Thank something you. and blamed it on someone else. How does that not make sense in your world? Hold
2: on. Pips is right, Fez. You're an idiot. Yeah. The winner is the guy who masturbated in front of his kid.
3: Ken Chicago, it's your big day.
2: Do you believe I was so stupid I almost agreed with uh, Fez until yeah. I saw what lack of respect Pips had for him?
3: Thank you. Because, look, this guy, Ken, he was carrying a big old hard-on next to his child's head. All as right. they All right, turn-
2: Jesus Christ. Well. It's the bluntness. It's the bluntness, Chris?
3: Ken Chicago, congratulations.
2: Ken Chicago, congratulations. I just stole two e-sigs. I, I didn't. Oh, steal.
1: with this kind of, you know, backup from Pips, this whole cover-up. Bobby, <laughs> smoke up. up. The boys will never
2: know. Smoke <laughs> up. These <laughs> e-sigs are free. Who takes a man upstairs with them to have a little party?
3: It wasn't a party. I was just uploading the show to Audible before leaving. I was having a sip of the of-
2: beer. Why would Bobby go with you? i day. Sang it out. It was either smoking e or have gay sex. Which one was it? Neither. Neither. Too bad, Fez, because I really like the cello idea to fucking pips put you in your place.
1: Yeah, acting like breaking other people's property and not paying for it doesn't make sense at all. Big
2: Jay Oakerson's stopping by in about, uh, oh, about 40 minutes or so. He's got a new video up. But, Fez, you wanted to play rank, right? Yes, I did. You want to play the rank game, which we haven't played in a while, Chris. No. You up for this? And, Fez, uh, Chris, I'm going to let you invite one of two of your guys in here, either Pips or Vito. Who would you like to have to come in? Give me Pips for giving me the backup today. There you go. It took you a while, but, yes, that was going to be my funny joke to Fez. All right, come on in here, Pips, and we're going to play this game.
6: the number one ranked. Ferdinand's made it into the top ten. Also agreed on their second favorite team. Ray! This is a top six list.
7: Countdown, the
0: 100 most amazing. Great.
7: A top spot in this week's
6: bottom ten rankings. After a top ten best list, does come a top ten worst list. Rates. There were three, maybe four, in your first round, but none are in the first round this year, and none are in my second round either. Position. Let's find out I'll if stop. you are ah. the official chart number one. Rank! Rates. Position.
2: By the way, Pips is back from being sick yesterday, and you still look really green. Like, literally green. Do you know what's wrong with you?
6: Uh, I think it was just a virus I had because... Uh, uh,
2: why did we invite a guy with a virus in here?
6: He told me he was, he was better. I, I mean, I'm much better
2: than I was. Are you are you giving out the virus to other people? No. Maybe the veto should
3: be swamped in then. <laughs> you told me you were better.
2: You can stay over there and use the goddamn disease, Mike. I thought you just have more stru- trouble with your little guts or whatever. All your internal organs are bad.
11: No, no. My throat, my nose, and everything. All right. Jeez. I, Chris. I didn't... I didn't. Go get out of this oh, room. Quickly. Stop. It's
3: too
2: late. I'm already... I already got
3: the disease. No, no. There's a chance that we're, we could still be saved. Jump on the disease, Mike. No, i there. I'll jump on the
2: disease. What happens with you guys? First, I don't have depends. Next, disease guys are coming in here. Uh, there's really cool e-cigs missing. Don't know
3: what happened to these cigarettes I don't know.
2: Luckily, Fez lost interest in it, because I would have been on your shit fucking hard. All right. Um, do we got the uh, rank uh, game up now? Yes, we And do. you picked these out, huh,
1: Fez? Yes, I did. All right, what do you got? So this is modern superheroes in movies. Modern superheroes in movie. Who played the best part? So you can rank, raid, rate, grade, position them, from top to bottom, from who you think did the best job... You don't
2: have to set it up. We, already, we all know how to play the game. It's just you rank them from worst to first. Who are the guys that
1: you got? We have Henry Cavill, the new Man of Steel, Superman. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Chris Evans as Captain America. Christian Bale as Batman. Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Chris Hemsworth as Thor, and Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. So like,
2: this is like a fanboy uh, fun game for the fanboys.
1: Yeah, so it's because... Do you still care about this stuff? Oh, absolutely. You did you know, you go to Thor last week? I did not see... I'm I'm not a Thor person. Well,
2: how do you still care about it if you're not a Thor person? I
1: was very upset about the Ben Affleck news. He was never going to be Thor. <laughs> No, I mean, playing Batman. I'm still very interested in all of this.
2: Okay, that doesn't make sense. We were just talking about Thor, and Ben Affleck came up. All right, this is going to be easy for me. If you'd like to get on to this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, first and foremost, i got to go to De Niro as Travis Bickle. So let's move that up to the top.
1: That's not on the list of superheroes in movies. Modern superheroes.
2: Why do you keep saying modern superheroes? Superman is not modern.
1: No, but it's the modern actor, the modern version of Superman with Henry Cavill.
2: We don't have a Spider-Man in here at all?
1: Yeah, we have Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. I thought there was someone more modern than him. There is uh, Andrew Garfield, but Tobey Maguire, that was just a few years ago. So, I mean, that's still modern.
2: I think you got hung up on the modern thing when you didn't need to. You could have just said these... Uh, superhero actors, and then get the sweat off your hands. Um, Hicks, do you have somebody you think is at the worst for this? (sighs) This is up on the bang, by the way. The man on the bottom
3: is Mr. Chris Evans as Captain America. I did not enjoy him as Captain. Um, And I think, plus he he did another superhero movie, too, so he's kind of confusing. Chris Evans is definitely at the bottom for me. Not the biggest fan of Captain America, either. I mean, no he fought Nazis and all, but
1: don't like him all that often. I think Thor should be at the bottom. I think it's a shitty character and a shitty actor doing it. Oh, Thor's much better than Captain America.
2: you actually but no as shitty as you think he is, uh did 86 million dollars, which is pretty goddamn good.
3: People like Thor:
2: I think the ladies like that Thor.
3: Oh yeah. I think Natalie Portman shows up in those movies. I, I was pissed she wasn't in Avengers. Hmm. So you no, were actually pissed about it? I was like, where's, "Where's Natalie Portman? I thought she was your girlfriend, dude. Come on." I see Scarlett Johansson
2: running around here. Um. Who's the favorite? Got to be Downey, right? Yeah, destroying.
3: Everybody loves Iron Man. Iron Man is now the preeminent superhero. More than anyone else, it's Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. He brought, like, ridiculous... Iron Man is bigger than Batman, in your opinion. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. Gigantic. So much, It crushes Batman.
1: I think the person doing the best job in, as a superhero in these movies, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. I think he's totally captured Wolverine. He's done it, I think, se- in seven different movies now. No, you, Jackman is not.
2: By the way, when you do seven different, you're a fucking TV actor at that point. You know what I mean? You just might as well admit that you're manix And there was only one good X-Men movie.
3: That was the one in the past with... Uh Fassbender was playing uh, Magneto. That was the best one by far.
2: And he only had a cameo. Jackman only had a cameo in that.
3: Yeah, he was yeah, he was barely in it. But by far, that destroys any of the other super. Uh, I Batman
2: have a hands. friend who works on those movies, and you know the scene that the the metal comes out of like the claws come out of Jackman's
1: hands. Yeah, that's fucking real.
2: That actually happens.
1: That definitely puts him at the top. He has metal in his hands.
2: Uh, Cliff. You're on the Ron and Fez show. So, who's uh, second for you then? Second for me is Thor.
3: Thor is second for me. Thor? Come on! Yeah, Thor is second for me.
1: I love that giant hammer. He's you a great get, character. You get caught stealing shit, and now you're just trying to take it out on this rank em game. Uh,
3: trying I'm, I'm not taking anything out on anyone. Everyone knows you're goofing. Iron Man and <clears throat> Thor. Those are my top two. Avengers.
2: Uh, I have a hard time... I mean, I have a hard time believing that Thor is the number two goddamn guy out there.
3: <laughs> he, That Hemsworth is huge. They, they, people love him. And this Thor thing that did that well... I didn't think the first one was good. It's it's getting better and better. Like, this Thor thing is... Like Iron Man was a surprising success, So's Thor. I didn't get it. I never loved Thor that much in the comic books, but in the movies, they're making it work. A hell of a lot better than never ever did in the comics. So, Heavensworth is worth Thor is second for me.
2: That's a shocker. Yeah. All right, send Vito in. He's not sick. No. And, uh, by the way, that pips. I worry about him because he's just green. Yeah. Like, kid's really—I don't know what that girl did to him by leaving, but it really screwed him up. Destroys
3: the immune system.
2: Um, Joe, you're on the Run of Fez show, playing the rank game. Who's uh, in first place for you?
4: Yeah, Hugh Jackman is in first place because now, no matter what movie he's in, he says, "I'm as mad as a
0: Wolverine." Boop. Vito, who's your number one? Iron Man. Who's your number two? Number two is Tobey Maguire Spider Man because I grew up with that shit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's not even the current Spider Man. They fired him as Spider Man. No, well, that's like the that's like the superhero movie of my like when I was like younger. That and the
2: a- modern aspect, the modern.
3: <laughs>
2: um, Tobey Maguire's is a joke. Spider Man. Shane, you're on the Ron and Fetish show. Hey,
4: but it's Fede sitting here these grown men whine and get their panties in a water about who plays these characters like Batman all you can see is his fucking chin I I would what if it was like Jay Leno or somebody where they had a distinguishing chin that they're used to
2: I wouldn't (laughs) mind calling that character chin man would you like some chin music it's (laughs) time for me to do a chin up on this asshole not by the hair of my chinny chin chin (laughs) see my chin is out yeah
3: It's, it's, yeah, it's jutting.
2: Look like you found a chin in my armor. (laughs) It's your chin. Yes, exactly. I've got a chin thing going on right now.
3: I heard your chin, man.
2: Looks like I better chin up on this bat and start swinging at it. You better let me chin there. Open this door and let me chin.
3: I mean in chin
2: man don't hit my chin man <laughs> um mark you're on the run of face show can't even get a hey, giggle out how of how are you? yeah
4: um I got Captain America
5: Iron Man Spider-Man Thor Superman
6: and then Wolverine
2: you hate the Wolverine huh
6: yeah gay <laughs> nobody likes the gay <laughs> <laughs>
2: you better shut your mouth My friend's gay He's being quiet right now Uh Jerry You're on the run of Fez show Whoops Hey Jerry
4: Yeah man The uh Bottom of the barrel Is definitely Captain America That movie was terrible But <laughs>
3: Thank you I agree
4: uh, It was garbage
3: Do
2: you uh, like Chin Man at all <laughs>
4: No, but the tops has got to be Robert Downey Jr.
2: as Iron Man. Yeah. I, that seems like a lot to me.
11: Yeah,
0: because he's funny. He's cool. I think Jackman does a better job at portraying that hero. But you don't just want to be Iron Man. You also want to be Tony Stark. Like he plays both sides of the character really well. Wolverine's just a Canadian creep.
2: I hate to I hate to say it, but he
0: is right that Tony Stark
2: is a lot cooler. Of a per like he doesn't even have to be Iron Man. Yeah, the, actually, the worst part of the movies is when he's Iron Man, he should just run around as cool, st- Tony Stark, the guy with a lot of gadgets and a cool goatee.
3: Iron Man's blocked oh. this up. I didn't hear you guys bring up Chin Man at all, didn't make the list Chin Man,
2: unfortunately. Here, I'm gonna give you the top three right now that people are voting on number three, Batman. All right. Number two, Wolverine. And number one, Iron Man. Iron Man, Wolverine, and then the Batman. No Chin Man at all? No. I disagree with Batman. Wolverine is very close
3: to overtaking. That really surprises me. Because that first Wolverine movie... Was horrendously bad. Like it was. Like it was. I thought, is this real? Like this. This is this. Must be a joke that they're doing. It was like seriously terrible. Which
2: one is that? Um, it was like. I oh, like his own solo yeah, project. The solo.
3: Yeah. The, just, just Wolverine.
2: Yeah, and even the fanboys hated that, right?
3: Yeah, it was bad. They butchered that whole thing. They butchered the whole like Wolverine story or whatever. Like,
0: didn't that? Well, it's not so bad. Like, they didn't do. They were gonna do more origin movies, and then like that was so bad that they stopped doing that.
3: Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I don't know about any more origin movies, but I just know the first Wolverine movie was terrible.
2: What about the Orchard movie for me when I did that bit about not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin, chin, man? This would be good. Like a three-picture deal. Did you see this chin? It's not playing around. It's, it's well-formed. It's got a great cleft. Um, <clears throat> Peter, you're on the Run of Fez show.
4: Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah. Fezzy. Yes. Does the wolverine in the you know the animal the wolverine in the woods does that does that animal have a beard? I can't tell. Um, oh, jeez.
7: <laughs> and again, I wanna
2: play. And again, I'm gonna be the chin man. <laughs> um, here's uh, Jason Atlanta. You're on the Run of Face Show.
4: Uh, that was actually Chin Man. My compound is guarded by nothing but animals with
2: beards. <laughs> Everyone will drop that bit. Um right now tied for last. <laughs> Toby Maguire and Thor. <laughs> Thor's down that low. Captain America's doing better than Thor. These are modern. Modern. We I wanna put an emphasis on modern.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Tobey Maguire, after that last Spider-Man movie, he just shot himself in the foot right there. That, that thing was... Sucked. Yeah, That was, was
2: the only one I liked. Really? <laughs> because he did that mean spider dance. <laughs> the walk down the street. That's the part you liked? It was awful. One time I had a spider on my chin. I hated it. Good. Damn chin, man. I just found out my real name's supposed to be Chinaman, and I didn't see the other one. <laughs> me, Chinaman! Changes everything. Wolverine is now in first place due to Fez Watley. Yes! Well deserved. Uh, But what I don't understand is you were always the Batman girl.
1: This Batman, Christian Bale, he made his Batman into a joke by the time the Bane movie came out. That movie was awful, and I can't put him any higher than third on Rankum. Wow. You watched that second Batman movie more than anything else. That's a Bale Batman. I think Wolverine stays consistent with his excellence in the character. Robert Dooney, Robert Downey Jr. Dooney. It's Robert Dooney. Stays consistent. Christian Bale lost it. You never bring up Chin Man. Let's give Chin Man yeah. some love. Chin Man is not on this Rankum game. Why is it? Why not? The guy solves crimes with his chin.
2: Uh, Gino, Texas, you're on the Run of Fest show.
3: Yes, it's the Blueberry Man, because
1: I stand alone. <laughs> it's all coming back fast. Oh, yeah, fast and hard. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> like how you
2: were jerking off when you were a kid. An
1: outdoor <laughs> jerk As sesh. quickly as I could.
2: Uh, not as cleanly.
1: <laughs> Willie, you're on the
2: a show
4: Hey guys, I just wanted to add uh, There was a superhero chin man Called the Crimson Chin On the Fairly Parent series Voiced by Jay Leno
2: <sighs> There it is God damn it I'm the second chin man At least Leno showed he had a pretty good Attitude about himself Could make fun of himself a little bit.
0: That's a giant chin. That's a sidekick. That's the
2: size of his actual chin.
3: (laughs) I can't believe Wolverine's fucking beating on Iron Man. People, I don't think they've seen the Wolverine movie. Either of them. And even in the X-Men films, he's not all that great.
2: You are right that not a lot of people, uh, not as many people go to see the Wolverine movies as went to see this Thor movie. It,
3: it's, it's, it's insane. Wolverine should not be first. Thor should be way up there. I have him too. Maybe three at the lowest.
1: Fez, who are your worst? Thor? Uh, yeah, the worst was Thor. Uh, one up from that was Captain America. Then Tobey Maguire. As Spider-Man.
2: No one ever just calls him Spider-Man. He keeps getting called Tobey Maguire. <laughs> and he's not even the most modern in the moderns. Nope, social network They're kid. They're supposed to be... These are the modern superheroes. That social network kid's pretty goddamn good in things. He <laughs> gets movies a man. <laughs> I saw the other social network guy playing a bad guy in uh, the Vince Vaughn movie. The Interns? Inter- yeah, The Interns, yeah. Oh, the one that hung around with the twins was just like... Oh, that
3: is like Indian yeah. kid?
2: Yeah, he was being mean again. He's just a mean Indian kid. That guy's
3: great. <laughs> he was good counsel
2: to the Winklevii. Animal, <laughs> animal, oh, animal Man.
4: Animal animal Man. This is Animal Man. I okay. have a period. I'd like to go to the church... I mean, the turkey looks like it has a it there, but it
2: probably doesn't. Who did another uh, illustration of that? Who does those? Those uh, cartoons. I'm not sure. For ONA. Oh. Um, like Coke Logic? Yeah, it's Coke Logic, yeah. Then how come you're not sure? <laughs> was
3: it, I wasn't sure which animations. What
2: the one cool? that he did on Fez. Yeah, it was Coke Logic. Go find it for me. Okay. Be all part of the modern superheroes. that are modern. Matt, Ohio, you're on the run of Fez show.
4: Ronnie B. I got yeah. two things for you, man. What's up? Hey, how did Fez not choose the ambiguously gay duo as his favorite modern superheroes?
1: How modern is that?
4: Ah, hey, I mean Tol- to bring up Toby, he, to bring up Toby to wire Toby and then B, uh, what did you guys think of The Watchmen? I thought The Comedian was probably one of the better characters to be coming out in the last, you know, 10, 15
2: years. Yeah, 18 years ago, there was a lot better, though. Al, in Maryland, you're on the Run and Feds show.
4: Hey, Ron, what about Gay Pride Parade Guy? He just wears Timberland for short shorts, walks around, doesn't say anything.
2: You're D.A. in it, buddy. You're D.A. in it. They got DA. Oh, yeah. How come?
1: Well, the animal beard thing was Chris's to begin with, so I don't even know how that got <laughs> so attached to me. I know I mentioned up the lion, but...
2: Because it came out of nowhere, and it came back later after the, the conversation was already gone. All right, let's pick it up. All right, here we go.
1: I believe a lion has a beard. I think that mane goes into sideburns and stuff. So I would think that would be another animal that falls into the beard category. Or at least some sort of 70s hairdo where it's kind of, it looks blown dried and uh, with the big uh, mutton chops but it is an animal with facial hair I don't think it's part of the goat family and even though it's not hair I would say the turkey looks like it has a beard with that red stuff that just hangs down below it below it's chin below it's beak so that's all I was going to (laughs) say that was all I had Um, um, Fez was here for a little bit and then <laughs> things started going wrong, and Todd chased him right out the door.
2: Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny stuff.
3: I had originally brought it up. Goat beards. I thought. You I th- weren't
2: even in, why didn't you come in with them? Because <laughs> we had gone I think I I had, all, I, said all t- I had on
3: goat beards. <laughs> so and then did we I. Were,
2: but then we were, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you were gonna think of other stuff to say. About Goatbeards. But Chris had already said it. That's my favorite stuff where there's like a long enough period of time to change the topic, but it just gets picked up again. Yeah. As if there was, um, like the the screen had froze for a moment. (laughs) Um... Here's Nathan. You're on the Run a show.
4: Hey, guys. I uh, was playing the video the other night, and my wife was wondering why they were only playing his audio, why they were uh, muting out everyone else's. And uh, I, had to tell, I had to tell her that no, that's just how bad of pauses he had.
2: It would actually be fun if you could just take other people and, that are in conversations and edit out and see if that's what goes on. Was that more of a Todd bit or a Fez bit?
1: That went way Todd. Who's here now, Todd or Fez? Todd is here, full force. How come? Um, Just messing up too many things.
2: What are you messing up, buddy? Just stuff. Was it the Coke Logic thing? That didn't help. you feel sad. Yeah. What about?
1: Fuck you, Vito. Get out. Get the (laughs) fuck out of the room.
2: (laughs) What did you do, Vito?
1: Get the fuck out of the room.
2: Wait. Hold on, Vito. What happened? Come back in. I don't understand what happened. Get the fuck out of the room. Hold on, Vito. Sit down. I need. Get the fuck out. Hold on. What happened, Vito? Sit down. I need to talk to you, my intern.
0: Now, what happened? What did you do? I laugh when I get nervous. Yeah. So I, like, started laughing a little. What part were you laughing at? Just everything that was happening right now. Because I was getting, like, that's what I do when I get nervous and I don't know what to do. Yeah. It's like a nervous tick. I wasn't laughing at you. I'm just,
1: that's... Get out.
2: Fez, okay. you can't throw the kid out. That makes you look like you're picking on the weak kid. That's something that Todd would do Fez wouldn't.
1: True. Absolutely true. Fez, Todd's here right now.
2: What would Fez like to say to Vito about Todd?
1: Fez would like to laugh along with Vito at okay, Todd. Good. So do
2: you
0: understand yeah.
1: what's
2: going
0: on? You know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean I wasn't laughing at you.
2: <laughs> You're laughing at
0: Todd? <laughs> He's <was> donating <laughs> so mm-hmm. that. Now
2: right away he starts laughing again. Like look. Play that part.
1: This is this is Todd. Um, Fez was here for a little bit, and then things started going wrong. And Todd chased them right out the door.
2: you remember when Vito laughed at you? Oh.
1: Yes, I do. How did that feel? Good? No, that felt bad.
2: How come you're snapping at the kid though? Because I know Chris had been laughing too, and he stole those things earlier.
3: I never stole anything
2: uh, again. Jason, you're on the run of fish show.
4: yeah i've got uh, i'm I'm gonna ring Batman one just off the pure first Batman that he did uh and uh and then I'll go uh Thor and then Iron Man.
2: Like a fence call. If you
4: take outside of the modern stuff, do you think Christopher Reeves just kills it with Superman? If you go outside of modern,
2: no, he did get killed though. Um, Jeff, you're on the Run and Fez show.
4: who you? Who was this?
2: I guess you're Jeff.
4: Oh yeah, you're not. I didn't hear you say my name. Sorry, Mahabo, my brother. Guys, I've been listening for a long, long time, and and I I've been. Holding off and not making this call, but I got a call and asked Watley, what is the difference between him attacking Vito just now and what Tori Kwan
8: did a few months ago that he got so angry about? I'm going to punch out and listen, guys.
1: I didn't use a gay slur. I didn't threaten to go to someone's house to beat them up. I think there's a lot of things there. I didn't say anything about Vito's girlfriend. You
2: scared the kid just for, like, laughing and everybody else was.
1: I didn't want to look at him laughing.
2: But why him? Why not Chris or Ron?
1: At that point, he was the only one laughing.
2: Hmm. Seems like a little bit of, you know, Richie incognito to me. There There he goes. Look, that's that laughter again that he's crying almost. Inappropriate laughter. But sometimes like that, it looks like you just want to beat up the weak guy. Richie, Richie Eye style. And not that he's physically weak. It's just that, you know, when people were writing, Ron was laughing right
1: before Vito did.
2: But the difference was I was laughing at him.
1: That wasn't how it happened. You were asking me how I felt, if I felt sad. Like
2: I was being nice?
1: Yeah. Good.
2: I wonder why Vito wasn't being nice, why he wasn't trying to be nice.
1: He was trained by Chris Stanley.
2: Okay. I can't control if nervous
3: laughter. He was nervous. He had some laughs in him. That's... Why did you call him in here, though? Because <laughs> <laughs> Pips is sick, All right. He's
2: dead. How bad this crew is.
3: Pips is sick.
2: Pips' illnesses are, are... It's insane. It's like being out at sea, and one of the guys just starts losing it. <laughs> I think what he did was an inappropriate church laugh, which we've all done. A funeral laugh. It happens. You want to just watch your cartoon again?
1: No, I'd rather not. Chris, just put it back up again. Thanks, Chris. Does that drive you crazy? I believe a lion has a beard. I think that mane goes into sideburns and stuff. So I would think that would be another animal that falls into the beard category. Or at least some sort of 70s hairdo where it's kind of, it looks blown dry and uh, with the big uh, mutton chops. But it is an animal with facial hair. I don't think it's part of the goat family. And even though it's not hair, I would say the turkey looks like it has a beard. With that red stuff that just hangs down below it. Below its chin. Below its beak. So that's all I was going to say.
2: Alright, why do you say stuff like that, though? Why do you say stuff like, so that's all I was going to say?
1: Say that was all I had left. But, but who says so, that? Someone asked me what was I going to say before I started, went into that. So though I said that's what I was going to say.
2: But you know that, that when you, normal people talk, they don't add sentences with, and that's all I was going to say. And that's all I got to say about that. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, ben, you're on the Run and Fizz show.
5: Annie Fez, I just want to say that I think this uh, this Fez's new therapist is doing a great job. To you see know, the the Todd and Fez thing it, it is a little nutty, but it makes for great radio. And uh, but Fez has come out of his shell. He no longer just talks about either gay issues or his own personal. Fez is, uh,
2: you know, we're not even said, Fez. He just got pissed off about a couple of things. But you're doing you're you're way more here than not, Fez. You're nodding on the radio though. is so that yeah,
12: help. yeah.
2: Oh shit! <laughs> just be the conversation.
1: I'm trying not to make Vito laugh.
2: Well, that's not what you should be trying to make him laugh. Vito loves you. He's the intern. You're. He's doing a report on you.
1: I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, he was. It's got. How the fuck this guy ended up on the radio. It's not true. <laughs> He's laughing again. Remember when he laughed earlier? It was like disrespectful? Yeah, very. Um, Jeremy, you're on the run of Fez show.
4: Uh, my name's Todd, Todd Gump, and that's all I got to say about that.
2: I love the fact that in the history of comedy radio, Vito is the first person to be thrown out for laughing. <laughs> I actually was just complimenting today on what an easy laugh he is. Because I can sit in there with this fucking idiot and I'm like, I'm killing. I'm destroying. Uh, Nick, you're on the of Fesh show.
4: Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Uh, to make a fair, man, instead of bullying Vito, you should be yelling at every single listener that listens to you talk. We all fucking laugh. That's mean. Jesus.
1: You're DAing it today, huh? We nodding. Can't think of what to say. Got okay, you pissed off. Just sad. It's good, too, though, sometimes. He's biting his finger, too. Look at him. He's shits. fucking
2: biting his finger. Why well, another man is upset?
1: He should learn to figure out what a pen looks like so he can put them in a cup.
2: Well, from earlier?
1: Yeah. Got him.
2: Why'd you ask him even to come back in? I didn't. If he, if he annoys you like that. The Pen again. Vito lost a pen again. <laughs> Remember how many nice pens used to be in there? Mm-hmm. What happened to all of them? They go the way of the blues?
1: <laughs> they disappeared, too. I'm going to re-up on pens.
2: Here's what I don't understand. Yeah. And I would like to fucking figure out how he does it. Coke Logic has depressed Fez expression down so well, and I know we've never taken pictures of that, but look at Fez's face right now. When he puts on the depressed face, that's Fez's depressed eyes. It's scary. Coke Logic may be a genius. Looking down,
3: like a kind of like a thousand-yard stare.
2: All, if, all he's missing is gripping the table real hard. Like, he's going to fly away. When Fez gets like this, you're going to no-sell it, too, right? You're not even going to be in a
1: discussion about it. I'm just trying to think of what to say about it.
2: Where if you start to explain yourself, it'll become another cartoon?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure the illustrations are already being worked on for today. Storyboarding, that sort of thing. You wanted to intern again next semester, didn't you, Vito? Hope nothing messes that up. What could mess it up? I don't know. Oh, that's bullying if you're going to threaten them, I'm not threatening him. I'm just saying I hope nothing messes up.
2: Like maybe some of his stuff gets knocked over, right? Because why that would you, be bullying. Why did not you just admit bullying is fun? You picked out the intern when everybody else was busting balls. You went after the intern and tried to throw him out. <laughs> his feelings are hurt. Right. Is there something you'd like to say to him, Fez? <sighs>
3: By the way, yeah. where's Big J.O. Christian? Uh, I texted him. I have not heard. He might be in, be in the subway.
2: Sounds like somebody's go, go, go. <laughs> what could y'all locked? You were having a really good day
1: today. I don't know. Just um I was having trouble getting through the rankum game. And all of a sudden it all then popped Todd up came. on me.
2: Then Todd came?
1: Yeah. It all just creeped up on me.
2: Do you um Do you see Todd and Fez as Goofus and Gallant?
1: Yeah. I mean Goofus messes things up on purpose. Todd just is a mess up. So you I mean, see Goofus does it out of maliciousness. Right. Todd is just a plain fuck up.
2: And how about Gallant and Fuzz?
1: They're the good ones. Hmm. They're both good?
2: I never liked fucking Gallant as a kid. I thought he was a prick. I thought he was a little fucking brown nosed prick.
3: Well, he had to, you know, always be fucking right.
2: When I was at the dentist's office, I would always draw little dicks and like piss going down on Gallant's fucking head. And then I read under it. Gallant loves to be pissed on. <laughs> He's in the water sports. And cuckling.
3: <laughs> Even at the young age he knew. He wanted to watch other people bang his chick.
2: <laughs> I was just thinking about with oh, fucking Vito and all that. How come you don't stick up for your intern? I stuck up for him. You let him fucking dry out there.
3: Look, the kid is having a nervous laugh. It's all it is.
2: Yeah, but it's too late for you to get into that. Did you notice Vito? Who came to your fucking rescue? You did. Only fucking Daddy Ron, Aunt fucking Hicks left you out to fucking dry. <laughs> I never leave a man behind. though that's the difference between me and Chris Stanley. Do or die. Fucking getaway guy who fucking drives off and leaves everybody else coming running out with the bag in their hands.
3: No. Never do that.
1: That was all I had. Um, now th- this is this is Todd I um Fez was here for a just little bit and down. things started going wrong and Todd chased them right out the door
2: <laughs> stop flizzing me I was just thinking remember that time he start
1: laughing it's malicious when he does it but
2: now you let him get away with it you let him sit here you know you should have thrown him out uh Eddie, Eddie, you're on the Run of Fez show.
4: Hey, Ron, how you doing? Yeah. Sound like a million bucks. Hey, you know, it, it's obvious. Fez makes it real obvious that he's aggravated at, at, at Pepper as well, but he's not going to jump on Pepper like he will that kid because Pepper tell him to go fuck himself, and that kid ain't got no other choice but to sit and listen to it.
1: i jump on Pepper all the time.
2: Mm, today, you were, today, you just played silly with him, let him get away with being a fucking dirty thief. I'm not a dirty thief. I'm telling you guys, I'm not stealing I, things. He, it's a joke to fucking yeah. Fez? I think you got a problem. <laughs> I don't have a problem. It's I'm not, not d- so much what you stole, but the fact that you have to steal. I don't have That's to steal. That's what bothers
3: me. I don't have to steal. I'm not going to fucking rob from us. I think
2: you let Bobby the Champ run roughshod. He's not running anything.
3: I'm telling you, for real, I'm not taking things from the office.
2: No, but I think that you're letting your fucking drunk friends do it. No. You know why I've told you this before? Pick your friends. Don't let them pick you.
3: That's, so, that's good advice. Well, I don't, I, I'm not going to let anyone steal from us.
2: That's bullshit. Why, when you said this is that good advice, you made the universal jack-off <laughs> fucking sign? <laughs> Pap again. It's always going to be Pep again. Well, people are loving the rank game. They're still playing. Oh, Jay's finally fucking signing in downstairs. Mm-hmm. He's got something big happening for Comedy Central. Um, his uh, episode of This Is Not Happening. Did you see any of this at all? Oh, yeah. I watched
3: it, yeah, this morning.
2: Jay actually looks handsome in this. He'll, Jay's also appearing at the Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York this uh Thursday through Saturday. Helium Comedy Club for, for uh, tickets. I got a break here, but we'll be uh, right back with Big J Ogerson and we'll get talking about a bunch of stuff. It's the Run-A-Fest Show. It's Ron Fes' show. Look who just rolled in here, Big J. Ogerson, is here now. You will, uh, Jay. This is the thing that you've done for ComedyCentral.com. It's uh, called "This is This is Not Happening." Yep. Th- this is the most handsome I've ever seen you in a video before. Really? Didn't you notice this, Chris Stanley? It's very. He looked good. He looked good. Your so. hair looks great. Your eyes look great. You're popping i I'm, by, yeah, I'm yeah. glowing. Some would say glowing.
13: I was out in LA. So maybe I was rolling They know
2: how to shoot things properly out
13: there. That's what it yeah. They got me from a good angle. I swear i was a little bit fat, but
2: No, 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 no. If anything, you're probably worst. too thin. You're probably <laughs> too thin in this. My but grandma was very say nice glowing. Now who shoots from that side though? I don't know. Yeah, you got to tell them, don't shoot my ear hole. I mean, no one yeah. centers the ear like that.
13: It's got the uh Little flips of hair that were going the wrong way. I like to sit down comedy too. Yeah, yeah. I I try to sit down as much as possible. I was bummed out. I did a I opened it for Jim Jeffrey at Carnegie Hall the other night, mm-hmm. and um, I guess I could have asked for a stool, but I thought it'd be a dick move to like open and sit down. Yeah. It's more of like the guy who's closing the show. How'd you do? Move. It was good. Filthy, I was worried it was going to be uh would be weird, but they, they jumped on board pretty quick.
2: You uh didn't have the whole I'm in Carnegie Hall thing, or you did? No. Did it feel like a special thing? No. Well,
13: no, I, I say it only because uh, is this Dickens? I don't know. I, this is not. I hope it doesn't sound too bitter, but it's uh I thought it was really neat to perform at Carnegie Hall, but it wasn't my accomplishment. My accomplishment was simply knowing Jim Jeffries.
2: Right, but you, that's also an accomplishment. I've <laughs> been able to open at Carnegie Hall. A lot of people go around and say I was the guy who opened for the Beatles, and they feel like that's something to take the rest of their life. You played Carnegie Hall. Not everybody can say that. But I noticed this, and this came up last time, Chris. And we talked about it after you left. You have no honor of history. It's all just <laughs> shit to you. Everything's just yeah. shit. No. Why do you think that? Well, you're an entertainer, and the amount of people that came before you, mm-hmm. generations before you, you just act, you act like they're just shit and they're just crap, and we ended up laughing about it after you left.
13: No, I don't think. I don't think they're shit. I think it's just what you're talking about, like, like the history of comedy, right? Like who I find stand out funny.
2: You think but, comedy got funny about '89? <laughs> there was nothing before that that you're impressed with.
13: Not until Carol Leifer jumped in the game. <laughs> Was I able to even open my mouth and
2: laugh i uh i uh, I like the cowardly for reference. These two <laughs> yeah. guys won't fucking sell you. it's because they're pricks <laughs> i um no, I thought
13: no, that's not true at all. I think my favorite special of all time probably is Bill Cosby himself. I think it's the best one, and that which is clean. Oh, that's a Philly thing. No, I don't trust and the it's, Philly thing. It's, you. Straight Philly. Yeah, we're
2: doing it. It's Philly, everybody. <laughs> Temple on the rise. Yeah. So you are you happy with this thing that's out on Comedy Central, uh, yeah. dot com right now? Yeah, yeah, it you came out be. good.
13: It was cool because uh, it's something with storytelling stuff. It, it generally tends to be something that I would have never done in material or on a special uh-huh. or anything. So it was neat just kind of just get that story out. I never thought there'd be a situation where you really put a story like that out.
2: Maybe like, you know, a, a talk show or something one day, but it's kind of long, it is, you know, it is, it's like being with a friend and hear a friend tell you one of those stories, you know? Yeah. R.S.
13: Shafir is like a brilliant dude to even bring stuff like this to, uh, to the forefront because he did it in, uh, He hosted shows like this in Montreal, the JFL Festival before, and I've done them there with him, and he's done a few here in New York now. There's one tonight, actually, that I believe I'm doing at Webster Hall, storytelling thing. Sweet. Sweet which uh, he's hosting also. So yeah, so and, and I became But that doesn't with the mean
2: anything because it's not yours. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's great to play Webster Hall, but really I'm not headlining, so screw it. I've actually, I sang at Webster Hall before. What? Uh,
13: I want to be, there's a video somewhere online you can find <laughs> of me singing I Want to Be Sedated with the guitar player from Quiet Riot, the band, mm-hmm. uh, the band zo 2 from the uh, show that I did, Z-Rock, and, um, Marky e. Ramon on drums, and uh, I think John Popper might be on stage. And yeah, I'm saying I want to be sedated, but I don't know what it's under. It's like it's listed on YouTube under something weird. We'll we'll
2: try to find it.
3: But that's Webster Hall.
2: Um, I don't know what's going on with the guys. You, uh, you got technical problems, Chris?
3: You have to find something on the 360. What's that? A drop.
2: What's the drop?
3: The email drop.
2: Uh, I like um, here's John John you're on the Ron and Fez show John how you doing buddy Ron yeah.
8: hey man I just wanted to say um, I'm just having a real rough time and uh, wanted to thank you guys for the past uh, year of radio Fez, Pepper, you especially um, my father just passed he's been really sick all year and I've uh, you know had to sit up with him a lot of times and um, you guys have gotten me through the day and a lot of the stuff that you guys turned me on to is stuff that I remember growing up with him loving, and for the last couple of years he was really too sick to talk about stuff like that. So I, you know, I just wanted to give a shout out to Eric Sutton in the loudest way I could possible, and uh, give a give a big thanks to the buddies for uh, helping me through a rough, rough year. I've never called the radio show, and I feel kind of weird about doing it, but I, I, I had to say thank you.
2: I'm uh, I'm glad that you called. Thank you, Ron. All right. Take it easy, my man. I, I think we found that thing of you singing. <laughs> no.
13: Is it American oh, band? yeah, no. I, I'm, like, in this video, I think, yeah. I'm background singing on this one. But no, the, uh... Look how much weight I've lost. Yeah. I'm, I'm dashing. I think you're sick, though.
2: I don't, <laughs> think you meant, I don't think you meant to lose that weight.
13: I'll be honest. I'm paranoid enough that now I'll have to find out because <laughs> it, that does seem unexplainable there's why a, I've lost so much weight. There's a lot of
2: people that are having internal problems, and you might have picked up something from...
13: Oh, man. I wish that Ob- Obamacare uh, website worked.
2: Adolph, you're on the run of fed show.
5: Hey, Ronnie, don't let Jay fool you, man. He killed it at Carnegie. Did he crush it? He crushed it,
6: dude. It was unbelievable. He was great.
2: So why do you come in here playing that down, dude? <laughs> you killed the Carnegie Hall. No, it did. Hey, you what, killed the Carnegie Hall.
13: I'm not arguing that it went well. I'm just saying that it's uh I'm just saying you're saying that I get the nervous, like, oh, my God, this is Carnegie Hall. No, like Jim no. Jeffries had that because I don't because want it was you to be show.
2: nervous. I'm saying you fucking played Carnegie Hall. Oh, there yeah. There are people Korea. that brag just about getting tickets and going to Carnegie Hall once in their life. Yeah. No,
13: I, I, I had that. I had that when I did the Sydney Opera House, too. It was pretty neat. I said it's the same place where there's a... Chinese kid somewhere getting beaten by his mother to one day be able to play there. And I'm just yelling about, you know, pussy hair jokes.
2: It's true.
13: But Carnegie Hall worthy pussy hair jokes.
2: Uh huh. But you feel like if your name isn't on the top of the marquee, you can't feel good.
13: I just don't feel like I accomplished anything. I feel like it wasn't my, like, I feel like any, like, buddy who knew Jim Jeffries and called him and asked first would have gotten
2: and yet, the opportunity.
13: I think I'll do a good job when I get there. I'm not like just giving like a go, oh, I suck and I'm the
2: one. All right, know, let, let's that. even put it Jim Jeffries is one of the hottest comics in the in America mm-hmm. or the world since he's international. And he thinks that you're good enough for the open form. And when you were doing open mic nights, you would be like, holy shit. Is that the truth? I'll be able to fucking it open for this dude?
13: Yeah, that's true. I, I do try to take that step back sometimes to not get uh, and he kind of jaded is to do that. You think, like, I remember waking up for, like, you know, dumb shows. Like, I'm recording something for the History Channel, like a talking head. <laughs> like, you know, right. what's up with Benjamin Franklin's pants? <laughs> like, just those stupid shows. And uh, But you're right. When I was, like, signing up for open mic night, you'd be like, wow. if I, was, yes. I, I can be on the History, on any TV show with my face someday. Like, that'd but see, be amazing. If
2: you're, if you're not careful, you'll be the guy, when you do book Carnegie Hall, you'll go like this. Yeah, once. <laughs> uh, a lot of guys get to play it for a week. <laughs> you will always find a reason. Uh, things will not be... You can make it. it bigger than what you're willing to let in. You can't wait till the end to decide whether or not you had a good life. You have to enjoy life as it's going along. It,
13: it's funny you say that. I went on tour for the East Coast leg of um, Insomniac Tour with David Tell. Yeah. It was a and it was a tour bus tour, which is so neat for comedy, because uh, it's you know it's pretty sure. much empty, but it's just your bus. It's like a really small production, so we were touring. And Attell, like he had a good time, but he was very like uh, it was very like ticket as it came. Like he, we're, we're driving around in a bus that was shrunk wrapped with his picture, huge, <laughs> and we drive down. People would come, and this is like the heat of or the height of um, Insomniac fame, so. We'd drive down, like, you know, streets and neighborhoods, and people would come running out of their houses screaming, like, David Tell. We went down some college town. The frat house is all, like, dumped out and started, like, coming up to the... They were so excited to, uh, like, have him come by. And he was just smoking cigarettes with, like, a, you know, a scowl on his face <laughs> inside all the time. And I remember asking another comic who was, uh you know, doing it way longer than me at that point, who opened up one of the shows, too. And I was like, he's like, how's the tour been? I go, it's been amazing, but... uh I don't know, like a tell still looks like just kind of pissed off and shitty. And, you know, it's like, it like, ah, I'm too many hours in the day kind of look. Right. And uh, he was like, yeah, well, think about like when you got, he asked me that like, when I did premium blend and he goes, when you got it, he goes, were you like super excited that day? Like, could you not believe you got it? Or did you feel like this is something you probably should have knocked off your list like two years ago? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And he said, that's. That was the perspective he was putting into. He's like, well, Tell probably feels like he should have been on a tour like this 10 years ago. Right. So now he's doing it kind of like, oh, now i got to drag my ass around the country in this tour bus. Versus being like, you know, <laughs> right. in your mid-late 20s and you know, being like, yeah,
2: we're on a tour bus partying. Well, Patrice brought that up during the Unmasked where he says they never give you anything on time. They give it to you too early or too late. 100%. And yeah. uh, I thought that that was pretty amazing because getting shit too early is also the worst stuff that can happen to you.
13: Yeah, I, I happen to luck out with the, you know, in comedy, the, the Just for Last Montreal Festival was, like, a big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, the year I got the New Faces, which is, like, also, like, a big, like, the industry all comes to that. And that's pretty much where they start picking people out to get, like, the development deals and sitcom deals right. and, and holding deals and everything. And that was the idea. It was, like, you'd do comedy and you'd get to that festival and then you'd leave there... And you'd have like six figures in the bank, you know, Mm -hmm. because they'd be like, well, here's at least some money. NBC wants you to hang around for a year. Here's $100,000, $200,000, which seemed, uh, you know, unreal to me. And when I went, I had pretty bad management. And I went there just too young and and listening to everyone's, rather than just going up there, you know, Kurt Metzger uh, went up there a couple years after me. Me and him started together. He's like a good example Mm. I have for it. And he went up there so ready. And didn't listen to anybody's stupid advice. And he went up and he closed the shows and he killed. And it did make a bit of a difference for him. Where well, I went up there on the first show and my manager said, uh, you know, wear, wear slim leg pants. <laughs> and maybe a short sleeve button down shirt. And I don't know, some loafer dress <laughs> shoes with that. Which I did. <laughs> and I went out there and just, you know, I had a set that was just so, it was fine. It yeah. I didn't bomb, but it was like, you know, he was also telling me, like, go out there and you got to tell him your sitcom. Right in that thing. I want to hear a joke about your mom, your wacky mom. I want to hear a joke about you have a ba- you have a baby. Like my daughter was a baby at the time. You have a baby. I just want you to go out there and just lay it out for him. You're wacky, you know. Uh, the Spanish speaking in laws, you know. And I'm like, uh, okay. And I went out there, and it just sucked dick. And uh, I walked away from that very, very. Unmemorable, and then a few years later, I just lucked out in the chance of getting the opportunity to do the uh, the nasty shows up there, which are the other big kind of like gala events there. Yeah, it's like four thousand seat like theaters they do it in, and uh I just shined on that. So it's like I've I've found my way into the industry like through that. But my big opportunity for like Montreal, like it was so forgettable. When you were going to be no, the next
2: Jerry Seinfeld, no
13: one cared. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and the thing is, I just got it too early because I didn't have the the you know the wits about me to be like it's like yeah. I'm not going to put on fucking dress clothes. I wouldn't put on dress clothes. <laughs> I oh, I, I, th- well. I, threatened, I threatened. Yeah, I uh, yeah I almost walked off of a uh, the th- the third maybe fourth time I did Comic View when uh, Kevin Hart was hosting it. When I got there mm-hmm. to Universal Studios, they when I got there they said that they wanted everybody to dress up for this one, and I was like, well, why? How about we just you know let's worry about getting some funny people out there instead of everybody wearing. Fucking zoot suits. I like putting matching,
2: in- like, like <laughs> the Motown bands. Yeah, uh, Big J's episode is This Is Not Happening is up on ComedyCentral.com right now. He's also playing the Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York, this Thursday through Saturday. Um, Hicks was looking around for the email because I wanted to throw this email out uh, with you as well. This is a guy who says, I was at a college football uh, game with my girl uh, at the Penn State game. We were in a section of graduated people in their early 20s to people in their 60s. 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Penn State is up by three points. It's chilly outside. I was standing to see the game to get off the cold metal bleacher seat. The guy asked, behind me asked me to sit down so his chicks could see. My chick got pissed at me for this. He goes, what's the etiquette in a college football stadium. I bought a seat, so I think I should be able to stand or sit at my choice. My chick says that you have to go with the crowd. It's up to whether the crowd stands or sits. Uh, What do you think? I think this is a great question for two reasons. Number one, just because everyone's doing something doesn't mean that everyone likes it. You know what I mean? There are people standing up at concerts that would rather be sitting down And there are people sitting, they're going like, I wish we would all stand up. Yeah. Like, they wait for someone to jump out of their seats.
3: I've had that experience. I went to see Jerry Jerry Lee Lewis at Town Hall. And it was Jerry Lee Lewis, and he was great. It was JLL, baby. You want to throw chairs? And everyone's sitting down. And I (laughs) stand up, and they start yelling, hey, sit down down there. I'm like, come on. This is. Do you guys realize what you're watching? I,
2: here's something. Here, people will yell at you to sit down. I also ha- hate to hear people yelling at someone to sit down yeah. because this is a fucking audio experience <laughs> for me. <laughs> and you're yelling, "Sit down!" Like this guy's the dick. Yeah, you're also being the dick. Big J, you sit, stand. What do you do with the game?
13: I, uh, I, I do kind of go with the crowd. At the same time, it's, uh, it's very much a lack. I, I, I'm very aware of my size. So I get very annoyed internally when I see somebody who is not aware of this, like a very tall person just kind of wandering in the middle. It's like hit the sideline, fuck face or like, you know, really forward or really back. But you can't when you're in the middle, you're ruining it for about 16 to 20 people. Do you worry even
2: when you're sitting that the person behind you can't see?
13: I'm a no, I I panic with all that stuff. Getting on a plane <laughs> and the person next to me, I feel like they hate my guts immediately. Like, I don't like the confrontation. But yeah, exactly the same thing. as uh, I get the same feeling when I go to a movie and someone's talking. I get like all my adrenaline in my body. Right. Rather than just being a person who can turn around and be like, hey man, could you please? Like, in my mind, it's like I'm pre- I might have to prepare completely for a fight. Right. So it's the same thing where I get the same discomfort when I hear somebody go say, hey, sit down, man. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm like, don't be a dick, dude. You're just going to make a situation right. for no reason.
2: When I was younger, I was always that guy. Like, one of my last movie things that I fucking freaked out on somebody, believe it or not, was Dances with Wolves. <laughs> and, but I'm still, I, want, I don't want to fucking hear somebody fucking talking even when I'm reading. I don't want to hear people talking during a foreign film. And I fucking jumped up and I was just... Instead of like, could you excuse me, I went to the full... You know, it, yeah. what I would fucking do to him and his, t- you know, that shit that you hate as you mature and look back at, you know, I went but my- I will dig your fucking <laughs> eye out. I'll beat your fat bitch to death. You know, I mean, all that shit that you wish you'd never said. And then you have to sit back down.
12: And like, well, what is to- wrong
2: with me and my fucking anger? Why am I such a terrible human? mean?
13: Oh, I do the um, I'm quick to eye up. The competition first at a movie theater, though, and that will gauge how I approach. Because here's my, my immediate thought: is if someone's being loud and obnoxious at a movie, especially, where you know, you're supposed to not be that. I'm almost like feel like they're aggressively putting it out there. Like I wish someone would say something to me, right? And so my immediate thing is very much like I'm like all right, if I'm the one who says something, we're going to be in a situation. But sometimes you look over, and it's just like a dad and his like teenage son. And that's when I really will turn around and give more of a, like, "Hey man, there's a movie going on. Like, can you <laughs> take it out in the lobby or shut up, Look right? Jesus Christ!" <laughs> and really, uh, but, you know, if it's a, if I hear any kind of like a ethnic twins to it, like I don't even, <laughs> I barely will turn around. Well, you know, I, it's a cultural thing. Yeah, that's when you know maybe I'll get. If it gets too bad, I might get an usher involved.
2: I don't even know the last time. I've seen an usher.
13: Not an usher, but yeah, yeah, someone who works. Yeah, I guess you're right. We've never seen a movie at Radio City Music Hall with Daddy Warbucks. Hold on, I gotta stop the cigarette, girl. She's
2: going. <laughs> <laughs> Gum, candy, cigarettes. <laughs> well, honey, you should be in the show yourself. Um, but here's the weird thing: of when we're standing and sitting at a group as a group, that's the strangest thing in the world. Because on some level, we're communicating
3: yeah. with we're, each other. We're letting each other know there's something to see or something to that effect. Now,
2: here's the weird thing. This shows up in some of the Darwin stuff, where people just go by Darwin's survival of the fittest, but it's not really true. There is a herd mentality also where the herd will decide, just by pointing in a certain direction, which way they're going to travel. So they'll be stopped somewhere... And then they'll be thinking water time, you know, and just some of them will start and look towards the water. And then they said, when 51% does it, the herd just automatically goes off and does it. So the thing is, something like that happens at a ball game or a concert for us to decide when we stand and when we don't. Now, if everyone's sitting, But one hot chick is up and dancing. I love that better than anything. I love the fucking manic pixie up there. Just, yeah, all right.
13: We had a nice, uh, we had season tickets in the 700 uh, level at the vet for the Eagles. And there was a, we were in a section with a girl who every week would just like get up and pull her titties out. It was fantastic.
2: Same girl every week. Same girl
13: every week. Would just a white trash hot body with just fucking poor titties out. You know what? How about what are your feelings on the guy? Because i do not necessarily like this guy, but I I feel for him and I, I don't hate him. The guy who gets up, who stands up, but is encouraging everyone around to stand up. So he's not right. really being a dick no. and standing up, but. You kind of just want to sit. It's like a down moment of the game, but he decides he wants it to be the rally now, and he's, come on, come on everybody. Yeah, I was come just like, on. look,
2: dude, I, these exp- this is too expensive for me to yell, <laughs> except for when I want to. Fireman Ed. But the whole thing, honestly, I don't need you <laughs> to get me fired up. It's the fucking team that needs to be fired up. No, I don't want to just sit here and watch your game. They need us. And see whether they're fired up or not. Uh, Becky in Baltimore. Becky. What's
4: up, honey B? Hey, honey. This was my first time calling in. Love you guys. I'm, I'm loving
2: talking. your call. It's really going well.
4: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sorry. <laughs> so this is funny that you guys are talking about it. We actually went to the uh, Ravens game this weekend, and the same exact thing happened. My husband and I were sitting, I suppose, in front of two season ticket holders, and the girl tells us, "Guys, we don't we don't do that here. We don't stand up." And we're kind of like, "All right, well, what do you mean we? You're the only two sitting down." <laughs> So we got really shitty with them. We were kind of pissed off, like, don't tell me what to do. We bought our tickets, too. Well, then they started being nice, and they were a veteran, and this, that, and the other. And you kind of feel like, all right, well, now maybe they're my friend, and I need to be nice. But then there was also that one guy in front of us that you guys just mentioned. Rooting for everybody to stand up, too. So it's kind of like this huge conundrum.
13: Didn't really know what to do. Maybe the announcer <laughs>
2: fucking yeah. everyone sit down or everyone stand up. You're just it's, surrounded
13: by dildos.
2: Yeah, it's too much pressure <laughs> to know whether it's standing.
1: You need it like a church. There needs to be a minister up front. <laughs> say, please rise.
2: So you have yep. to, if you go to a Catholic, you have to know. Yeah. When it's time to get up, down, whatever. That's why Pratt If they ever said please rise to us, it means that we're in trouble at that fucking point. Um, here's Joe. You're on the run of Fez show.
4: Yeah, what about the guy that at the concert? He'll scream out, Woo-hoo! and then right afterwards, somebody will scream, but they won't scream beforehand.
2: Um, the concert thing, the call and response... Uh, Has totally, the hip-hop guys have gone, you know, would make some noise. Mm -hmm. Philly makes some noise. 800 fucking times? Yeah. No, you make noise. We've (laughs) paid to hear noise. Show me some love. Show me
13: some love out there. My buddy Lewis, uh, we went to see Slayer Marilyn Manson a few years ago, and he started to... Full amphitheater slow claps, which was one of the most fun things of ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just watching him start it, like him yeah. actually making a conscious decision. He goes, "I'm going to start a sing up real quick," and then just having it be a whole arena. Like, that was so cool. <laughs> I tried it. I couldn't do it. No one. I'm not a leader. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not every, a born leader. <laughs> I right, give everybody this
2: slow clap. How it gets started?
13: How do you do it? Yeah, how to get? He put his cigarette in his mouth yeah. and just stood like, just one little step. You know, they have the little guardrail in yeah. front of you. It was. We were in the front row of the lawn. And uh, I guess not really a row. And he uh, stood up on that and just started doing.
2: And then slowly it starts to pick up more, rather one after another. Yeah, and um, it, it was, timing awesome. is everything with a slow clap. You, it, it needs its time to get going. Um, here is Sal in Jersey. You're on the Running the show.
5: You are. Speaking to me? Yeah. Now yeah, listen, I'm a conductor, I'm a train, and there's something to the herd mentality. We could get to a stop and there'd be 50 people, and if the car on the left is full and the car on the right is empty, if that first person goes to the left, 90% of the people follow him, even though there's all the seats are on the right. I, I don't get it. It's always like that.
2: It is a very strange, strange thing that goes down. Um, here is uh, Billy Billy you're on the run of Fed show
4: Hey buddies uh, real quick I just wanted to thank you For yesterday you really helped me out um, Check it out um, I knew this girl oh, I still know her but uh, She was out in public And there was um, A person of a certain color Maybe getting a little uppity uh, Playing music on her phone um, And uh, you know the crowd Kind of collectively started to hate her So she decided to say hey can you please turn that down And she turns around and goes, you just think black people are ignorant. What is, what is your, uh, <laughs> yeah. what is, what is, what's, the, what's the whole
2: thing of in public, like playing music on your phone? That's but, fucking obnoxious. Well, right? let's get this out of the way. You're a fucking huge racist. So, that's <laughs> well, yeah, I'm done. not going to argue that. He's again. fine. Um, yeah. The worst thing that ever happened in New York was headphones. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, New York with that 1980s big fucking boombox <laughs> where someone could just come in and change the mood for everybody and the, see people acting like they don't hear a giant boat box <laughs> on the plane was always the thing like your, your chick would look at you like, what is with the music? And you're like, no, it's fine. This I really happening. Like, like this fucking song. It's Public Enemy. It's really <laughs> good. Just don't look at them. Don't fuck with them. Um, here is uh, Ezra. You're on the Run and the show.
6: Hey, Ronnie.
8: How about at a NASCAR race where it's so damn loud, everybody's wearing earplugs and earmuffs, yet people will yell at their driver when they come around the track like they can hear them. And then Not only is it one of the loudest sports, but they're driving around at 170 miles an hour, like your driver can see you. So sit down.
2: There is, you can't really fire up a NASCAR driver, I imagine. You know what I mean? Like, there's no home court advantage. I even hate the fact that there is a home court advantage. I hate the fact that the Celtics, being professionals, are more likely to win in Boston than, they're in, than if they are in Chicago, where they're like, no one likes us here. They're booing. <laughs> this really... I don't have the energy without people yelling for me. You're a fucking professional. Win
13: that means those e- the Philadelphia Eagles must be like sadist then because they don't win at home ever, but somehow they're in first place
2: <laughs> because they get called names when they're playing at home, <laughs> and that's when it really hurts. You don't mind being hit with a bottle on the road, but at home, it really does get you down a little bit.
1: That Bucks Dolphins game last night in Tampa was a sea of teal in the fan in the uh stands, yeah, just all Dolphins fans. That's crazy.
2: Um. Let's go over here to Corey. Corey, you're on the Run of the show.
4: Hey, buddies. Uh First off, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I know you love me, Ron. Uh, second of all, I was at a national uh, Titans game the other day, and uh, people were just sitting down third and two, you know, fourth quarter, fourth and one, they're going for it. People sitting. Why would you come to the game? I know I, I might be annoying, but I, I feel like I have to get everybody into it. You're wasting your money. I mean, the experience is...
3: It's It's not your job to get everyone into it. This guy's right.
2: (laughs) You're not there to pump them up. If they're not pumped up by the game itself, what does that have to do with you? And see, there's a different kind of fan that go. We're now in the world of the corporate fan. That guy is not going to be as fired up because most of the time he's there talking yeah. business. You know what I mean? Yeah, no Coca Cola gave him these seats, so he has to listen to them, you know, act like why he should be their new distributor or whatever. <laughs> he's not all fired up. It used to be anyone could get tickets to a game, and the lowest of the low, nothing to live for but their team would go there and would go crazy. Go back and watch. Uh, the old Bronx Zoo videos from the 1970s, to play at Yankee Stadium was a dangerous, fearful thing. You looked out, there was every ethnic group, they were fucking going crazy, and the other team was worried about getting out of there. Go to Yankee Stadium now, and it's a bunch of rich people who don't give a shit. They hey, the- don't... Their life isn't... Isn't bad if the Yankees lose.
3: They look bored. If you watch the games, people just look bored watching it in the stands. It's ridiculous. They
2: used to be, it used to be a real home field advantage when you had, and I don't want to call the lower class of people, but certainly the working class of people who wanted their team yeah. to win.
13: The throwing snowballs at Santa people.
2: Yeah. That's the people that would give you a home field advantage. Should we
13: possibly? Fi- I'm so curious. Has anyone ever interviewed the guy who was playing Santa that day? They always say they threw snowballs at Santa, but the guy himself just like lives in obscurity. Yeah, he's some guy from Jersey. Story comes up a lot, but he's, yeah. oh, wherever he's at, he's always probably just sitting home like,
2: uh, "Hey, Chris, and I we have see if you can book that guy." And he's got to be pretty <laughs> old by now, you know, because that's like what thirty year old story. Yeah, he got hit in uh, Veteran Stadium with. Literally, like, by 18,000 snowballs. (laughs) 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 The stadium (laughs) room. And I brought the... You know, when people would say... You know, they always give that of how bad people in Philly are. And my uncle actually said this once. He goes, look, I hear that story... That was the shittiest Santa Claus I ever saw in my life. He was fucking thin. His suit looked like shit. I go, you're rationalizing. You justified those <laughs>
13: snowballs Santa Claus?
2: You, you mother... the same fuckers that picked Barabbas over Jesus. <laughs> um, here's, uh, here's Jamie. Jamie, you're on the Muna Fez show. Hey, guys. How you
4: doing? Yeah. Hey, um, I was at a Dave Matthews concert uh, this past June. And uh, it was in the it was in the yard. You could move anywhere out there, but I had a guy come up to me and goes, "Hey, buddy, your whistle it really hurts my ears. Could you not do that anymore?"
2: I said, Why are you whistling? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, I can whistle really loud, which you know well, I want to hear me. You want to hear me whistle?
12: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he yeah, you whistled too loud, dude. Why would you do that at a concert? <laughs> it's like to show his appreciation. Yeah, he just loved Justin Matthews. I used to have a buddy
13: when we go to sporting events would high five like so hard like his stupid Italian yellow gold bracelets would fly off of his fucking rim. What a dickhole that guy was. But yeah, he would like high five you to hurt your hand for to, for nothing, just to prove it. It didn't and it's the same thing. Why scream and wh- I don't I don't get the uh it's weird as a performer to say this, I guess, but just the being a public spectacle from obscurity holds no allure to me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to lead the cheer at a game. I don't want to like do any of that stuff.
2: Why don't you come dressed as a Viking to the game? do you be one of those guys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, yeah. everyone,
13: I'm the <laughs> official mascot. Yeah. I got a beak and I'm blowing fireballs yeah. out of my wrists.
2: The weird thing is, is like we cannot agree whether... You want to go to the game and act crazy or go to the game and watch a game?
1: What do you think is a better fan? The guy who goes to the game and watches a game. You think
2: that's the home field advantage, though? Yeah, I I
1: think that people that
2: are just sitting there or is the home field advantage people going crazy?
3: Psychopaths like those Raiders fans decked out and look like
1: Legion of Doom. They're not watching the game. No,
2: but they give the home field advantage that you're not getting a home field advantage from polite people. You're getting a home field advantage from crazy people. Yeah. And yet, do you really want to be sitting
1: in a crazy place?
3: <laughs> Unless you're crazy, it's probably going to annoy the shit out
1: of you. Um, I, well, if I go to a sporting event, I, well, I won't go to a sporting event anymore because I'm by myself. And you don't want to be a single person going to a sporting event. Because you'll get there, and for some reason, the people that have gone in a group... Let's say I just want to go and enjoy a game. You get in a row with people who have gone in a group, it's like they're frontier settlers. They've set up camp, and they feel like they own the whole row.
2: I'm just sitting here, I'm not sure if I've ever went to a sporting event as a single. I tried it.
1: I'd never do it again. I mean,
2: I've gone to a movie like that. But I, that's like, oh, I'll go catch a movie for a couple hours. But an event, uh, you know, to go to a, a game is an all-day affair.
1: The movie, to me, is just as bad for the single person. Really? Yeah, because let's say you get there, you get a seat that you like movie. Because th- I go early, you know, I don't wait till the trailers start to walk in the theater. I get a seat that I like. Theater starts filling up. All right, there's a seat on either side of me open. Couple comes late to the movie, I'm expected to give up the seat that I got there early and picked out and move over, all because I'm the single person. Because he, I'm there by myself.
2: Fez gets paranoid about being the single person, and he's, he's brought up to me single prejudice that he's had to endure. Yeah. Like you get it on airplanes?
1: Airplanes? I have been, I think more flights than not, I have been asked to
2: move. Because? you're a single
1: because i'm a single and so somebody can you know a family can all be together a couple can be together i am low on the flight priority list i get moved because i'm a single person i always or at least asked
13: i travel single pretty much all the time so
2: do you have to move
1: um i get asked i don't get asked too much
13: i've offered before but the thing is like Again, nobody really wants the the bigger guy to make the shift doesn't really help anybody ever like no one's looking <laughs> for me to move but, and you know you're just gonna ruin the guys no matter what it's gonna be bad but i'm what I'm more surprised about with your anxieties Fez is that you go to a movie that you're gonna have to have any stranger next like I try to go to movies times that it's gonna be like, you're, my you're favorite a comic
2: thing, you got middle of the day open
13: oh that's the best when i when I went to see the Metallica three d thing yeah it was it was uh there was, Four, four other people in the theater it was fantastic gravity same thing it was like very few people
2: you're a big metallica fan uh big enough
13: that was a really cool thing i thought you should
2: have came up to that um thing uptown with us when they played the apollo
13: oh you went to the, yeah. Uh, the harlem Con- yeah i no. heard it was amazing yeah it was <laughs> i would have been standing up in the front ruining some you would have been lot. <laughs> you, you
2: would have fit right in in that place
1: i wouldn't have gone to that by myself did you go
2: yeah, That Fez went. He Did you had, like it? Here's what happened. Fez was wearing earplugs, but then during the show, I reached over and pulled out one of his earplugs, and he literally hit the floor when he found out. So later he told me that he didn't even think that his earplugs were working because <laughs> it was so loud with plugs on. But once I pulled the plug out, you said you physically... Felt it go through your body.
1: Yeah, it felt like a brick to the head. Like, I actually got shoved by sound. Really? And then I just hit the floor, because I'm like, I can't cover up this ear fast enough.
13: They're a great live band, huh? Did you enjoy it? Did everybody enjoy
2: the show? Oh, uh, yeah. It was a good time.
1: I enjoyed it. I you took Xanax. Go? No. How come you didn't go? I was working that night.
2: You, no, that's right. He was working his uh, Davey Mac party time show. The Davey Mac sports program. <laughs> that's where some of the... Ryan Fest stuff has disappeared too. Did you go
13: to the Riot Cast comedy show?
3: I did not make it that night. No, you got you
2: anything that your bad about friend?
3: To <laughs> he's a bad friend.
2: <laughs> but I heard Dave killed again. Huh? Killed it.
3: Yeah, Davey Mac killed it at that show again. Did he? Yeah. yeah yeah? World's worst comedian showed up. <laughs> <laughs> on fire.
2: Yeah, he's just um, he's a natural. Um, let's go over to Austin in Long Island. You're on the Ryan Fest show.
12: What's going
4: on, guys? Davey hey. did kill it the other night. He was very good. What's up? Davey did kill it the other night. He was I know. very good. And what else? Yeah, uh, Fez, I agree with you. I went to the
5: movies once by myself to see like Taken 2 a couple weeks after it uh, came out, so I figured sure. I'd be the only one there. I got very high in my car by myself. And uh, I got in a little late, and I find my seat. And then I realized there's two people in front of me, and they're the only other two people in the theater and my paranoia took over because I was so
4: stoned, and I couldn't move. I was literally locked into the seat because I thought that they would think I was crazier if I moved my seat, and it was just the worst experience of my life.
1: What well, happened
2: to you, Fez? Yeah,
1: yeah. If, like, I'm the person there by myself, and a bunch of people decide, you know, <laughs> even though there's plenty of seats, they're still going to surround me, I'll get up
2: and move. What kind of other single problems do you have? Um, Masturbating outside? <laughs>
1: No, the uh, diner that I go to sometimes where I get put at the tiny table because I'm one person. And yet if if it was two people, just one person more, you get the giant booth service. Here, spread out. Put your bag down. Have room for your coat by just having one other person. You know, your points are
2: valid, but the cranky grandmother thing that you have makes, seriously, I feel like I'm
1: looking at my watch. You want to get home? I went and her, Mom. Um, and, it's tr- and people don't give it a second thought of, you know what, this person comes into the restaurant and says, you know, and pays for food is a regular, but yet we have no problem just squishing him over to the side. They'd
2: be glad if you never came back, I'm sure. Um, here's Jack. Jack, you're on the Manifest Show.
4: Hey, Ron. Uh, you know, I like going to games. It's a great time, everybody getting involved. Uh, what drives me nuts and what ruins the experience is when there's somebody behind you and they think they're the coach of the game and are yelling, thinking like they're making a difference, calling plays.
2: Yeah. Ah, uh, there's a lot of really smart people at sporting <laughs> events that really should be in the business. Isn't it
13: amazing? It's like it's t- it's two completely opposite complaints by each different kind of person. Right. Like, the guy, like the guy, who wants to coach. He goes, oh, these people come to the game. They just sit there and, and and stare at the game. Yeah. And just try to you know watch it when it's like you know shouldn't you be out there just
2: throwing stuff and screaming at your neighbor? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and then the guy you know it's like the other guys. That's so weird. We really need dead sections and we need rowdy sections. You know, something yeah. behind a fence that they they can't throw shit and hit anybody with. Um,
13: but you're right, though. You do. You require the lunatics to make any kind of home field. That's advantage. the
2: home field advantage. Yeah, but I'm uh,
13: never. I'm never the guy who does any of, even concerts. You know, it's like sing the part like louder. Like I don't. I
2: don't. I don't. But you know the band will leave and for people like you Fez is saying he doesn't want people to do anything but clap. A band's gonna leave that town and go like this. They this place sucked. I can't tell you. It's a dead crowd. This is the fucking thing. I was just reading um the Steely Dan uh book that uh Who just dropped it off with me? You Fez? Yeah, I
1: got it. yeah. Uh, was that from Leeds? No, I went and got that for you. Oh, that's nice. Is he coming in? Working on it. But I wanted you to have the book. Well, he was
2: bitching about how old his audience is. He's like, these old people, they smell like mothballs. They just sit there, and I'm like, they're your fucking age, dude.
7: You <laughs> were around at 65.
2: <laughs> so were they. Um, let's go over to the blowhard. Hey, blowhard. You know,
5: I am sick and tired of jerks who go to the game and want to be attention whores and get on television and i used to go to the jet games back in the eighties and share season tickets and there was a guy in front of me and he had this fake plastic jet on top of his head he painted his face his hair he had a cape and whenever the camera would pan or he thought the camera would pan he wanted to get on tv with this stupid jet on his head and everybody in the section just would throw shit at him. Everybody would boom. He was the biggest horse's ass going. And then finally, somebody had the sense to smack him in the head and break that friggin' jet. I'm sick and tired of watching these games or sitting at these games and having these people just with the costumes, telling me to get up, telling me to cheer? Why can't you just be a grown-up and go to the game and sit there and behave yourself instead of being a jackass and wearing
2: your team colors? Just so like you know, Fez, this is what you sound like. Oh, this, no. is <laughs> this is how cranky and old you sound. But
12: just, I, let, I wanna... let me just...
2: Uh, I'll, I'll bring this up to Jay. If you went to a place uh, and you're doing stand-up and the crowd just smiles politely and doesn't laugh... You're going to hate them. That'd be horrible. Yeah. Yeah.
5: But I'm not going to sit there and, like, yell at Jay if he's doing a set. I'll just sit there and,
2: I mean, I'm not going to be, you know, make myself. See, I always go with a sign. I always uh, I have the same sign I just, I always have. I just wrote on it, I painted a sign. And I just fucking hold it up. <laughs> or sometimes it said this sign is painted. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just part of the fun. And you know, yeah, Ronnie B, I'm going I'm crazy. Guy,
5: you know, I'm six foot five. <laughs> I know my limitations about blocking people. I think about the people behind me. And even when I go to the movies, I always sit in the last row. A, because when the movie's over, I can just run right out. If I got a P I could run right out. I'm not blocking anybody. And that's the key, Fez. When you go to the movies by yourself, sit in the last row in the center. And it's perfect. You're not bothering. You're not interfering. No punk kids are going to throw shit at you. You're just going to sit there and enjoy the film. And then just a couple of steps,
2: you're out the door. You sound like the funnest guy in the world. <laughs> I wonder why you're a single. <laughs>
13: people have been throwing things at the movies that <laughs> <of> blow around. <laughs> they ain't thrown wherever <laughs> at
2: <he's> are, Wherever he <laughs> yeah,
13: wherever he goes, it like theaters, like <laughs> I realize in this conversation how much, though, so in situations like concerts or sporting events, I really do rely on other people completely. Because I'm never... I don't chant the band's name for an encore. I just wait and assume everybody else has this handled. Yeah. Like the chants, I don't get involved. You're dead,
2: in You're dead weight yeah. in the
13: show. I really am. I'm enjoying it in my own way, but I do not.
2: In your own all, quiet way. But all
13: the things that are required to make this thing go the way it's supposed to go, um, I don't take part in. Very weird.
2: Well, Jay's going to be at the Helium Comedy Club in <laughs> Buffalo, and I suggest you go there, smile politely, <laughs> tip well, and then leave.
13: when I'm I'm like hey you guys want more just don't answer (laughs) just put your heads down
2: (laughs) not really I guess it's up to you I don't want to ask you to do something you're not contractually have to fill Um, here's Adam in Boston you're on the run a fest show
12: Hey, buddies!
4: I've been making the argument about home field advantage and supporting your team since that classic Seinfeld episode where really the only sport that matters home field advantage is baseball because you get to bat in the bottom of the ninth, and typically your team is geared around the shape of your park, like at Fenway where you have strong right-handers to to hit them onto or over the wall.
2: But the fact of the matter is, look at basketball. The home field is way big in basketball. Football, there's not a sport that people don't play better at home. Now, I know some of it has to do where you get to sleep at home and, you know, you're not throwing off your schedule and you're not tired from traveling, but it's amazing to me to see teams fall apart because people are cheering against them and they're professionals.
3: And, like, and the gambling aspect, like it just it throws off all the lines, and even when looking at line, like all right, but they're not at home, so I I can't I have to take that into account. It. It's just it sucks.
2: taking the dog at home is you know one of the oldest things that you learn when you start yeah. fucking betting on these things that the home field advantage will work. Um, Fez said that his team didn't have a home field advantage last night. They certainly won their first game of the year. You know, and the fact that that halftime show was there, and they brought back the championship team. Who, by the way, those guys got so old in a decade.
1: They're ancient looking. Yeah, they
2: all look elderly. In in what eleven years, twelve years? Uh,
1: yeah, t- uh, two thousand two won it, in two
2: thousand three. Um, here's uh, hard rag, Johnny. Hey, Johnny.
8: Hello, boys. Hey. Um, I just love listening to blowhard rant. Yeah. I mean. I, I do have to say, though, I was at the game on Sunday, the Giants game, and it, was, it, it does get a little annoying when there's people who, you know, try to get you to stand up and yell. But what makes me more angry than that is when the players on the field have to decide that it's time for them to wave their arms. And Defensive
2: fucking lineman. Oh, come yeah.
8: on, jerk off. Get in there and make a tackle. Don't worry so about it.
2: fucking I'm guys fucking on the bench yelling. standing up waving a towel. Let's yeah. go. Like, you know, <laughs> go in and make fuck a fucking up. play, and
8: I'll cheer. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. You know, I, I just um, maybe that should be
2: your cheer. Shut the fuck, shut up. shut
8: the fuck up. I try to, you know. I mean, I'll yell, and I, you know, I mean, I'll come back from a good game with a little bit hoarse. But you know, it's it just people are just really kind. Of
2: I would always stupid. do positive cheers when I was. Uh, <laughs> I would do like these positive things at spring training games down in Clearwater because there'd only be like. I don't know what they got like 3 or 4,000 people and I was always have seats right on the fucking rail and always be like the sixth inning and in between innings and I would I'd go and look up shit on the first base coach and I would get up and like ladies and gentlemen Coaching first base today (laughs) led the Carolina leagues in doubles in 1978, and get everybody, everyone would would just fire them up, and they would go crazy. But it was a very drinking, fun, local thing. But positive cheers. If you ever try to do it, it's really great, because we would do, like, uh, we did Tommy Lasorda lost weight. Tommy Lasorda lost weight. And he came out and tipped his fucking hat, because he dropped all this weight. And he was, like, really glad that people knew. But even before that, like, he'd be walking around, and we'd go, like, Tommy looks great, doesn't he? Look at And, like, he'd be right next to us, and so we could see him just being very happy. He's That's lost actually, a ton. Yeah. When
8: you go to a game early, sometimes they get in and they're warming up. Like, every now and then you'll get that interaction with with a player who's warming up. And that's always kind of fun when you can get a little bit of something, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah,
2: I think they're never ready for a positive heckle, and it's always, like, really (laughs) fucking funny them.
13: I tried so hard to have moments like that with Iverson so many times. Never happened. He couldn't have always cared less. I guess a big, oafy, fat, white guy in your face. I'm going, you're really great.
2: And he's Iverson, like, he's like, eh. I like you. You're good. I uh, like your hair. Iverson would be really fucking happy to um, to hear from you now, though. I doubt <laughs>
13: yeah. it. After my bad boys of comedy and thrice appearances on BET's Comic View? Maybe.
8: Just tell him you give him a couple of dollars. He'll be thrilled.
13: <laughs> Poor bastard. I don't know if you know this, Mr. Iverson, but I've opened the Carnegie Hall recently.
2: Mm. <laughs> I think you just decided that his other arm is cold, too. I need <laughs> to sleep for
13: that. I'm going. You should go, you should go down
2: in March. They're going to retire his number. I'm going to do it. You now, know, I, I've always wondered why Johnny does a big do a big show at the Hard Rock, do a big comedy show.
8: You know, I got to tell you, I've tried, I've talked to some comedians um, that we all know, and a lot of them are a little, and I I even, you know, put some good offers together, but a lot of them get a little scared because, you know, hometown clubs, they don't want to piss off whether it's Caroline's or whatever, and I I get that. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I've I've definitely talked to more than a few guys who are you know maybe on the same channel as you guys at times, and I've, I've offered money and and you know and good money from what I've come to understand, and it's just you know that happens a lot of times. They don't want to piss off their hometown club, which I I, I do get. I, I could respect that.
13: Yeah, I, well, I'm not, I don't have that problem.
2: But <laughs> what if that was just you like book,
13: you could book me for hard rock. We Go should ahead.
2: do you a can. thing like there's just one single night. You know what I mean? And we'll get a bunch of those comics, Johnny. It would be great.
8: I'd love to. Ronnie, I've told you before, the one person that I want to have do stand-up here, I'm talking to him right now, and it's not Big J or Fez, or Pepper for that matter.
2: I know. You definitely want to get fucking uh, pips into that room. No, no. no, Still not pips. (laughs) Well, maybe there's a chance that we'll do something one night.
8: I think we should. We'll do Big Ass Night of Comedy.
2: All right, bro. Talk to you later. All right, boys. See ya. How is Pips? Is he okay? No, uh, he. I threw him out of here because he was green, and then he says he has a virus.
3: He's quarantined. I don't want to be
2: in the same room. Uh Oh shit! I don't like illness. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad in radio. That's why I'm. When someone says I'm sick, I like stay home. (laughs) Get out. I'm just worried someone's going to come in here with you know some kind of a flu and end up killing Cousin bruce oh, And it'll be like, that came from your show. Because all the air gets mixed up in this place. Yeah, it does. It's fucking
3: habit trails. When Aaron coughs, and it's over for Bruce.
2: <laughs> I couldn't have that happen. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Alright, um... You, you can hang around, right? Yeah. Big J is here. His, uh, the iBang also has, uh, a link up, but his episode of This Is Not Happening on Comedy Central, um, but you can get a link over on the iBang. Who hosts the show again? Ari Shafir. And you you say he's just brilliant at coming up with concepts. He's
13: great. He's just a, he's a a very organic storyteller, hilarious dude, and just uh he put this thing together and it's really great for Comedy Central.
2: How did your thing work that time where you uh, were having everybody, have you done it yet, where you have everybody go out and just work the room?
13: Yep, we did it last uh, Saturday. How was it? I actually had to run. That's another thing that was interesting about the Carnegie Hall thing was I really had to treat it just like a city spot. Like, I popped in <laughs> and had to run out of there. And 10, ten minutes after being on stage, so uh, Carnegie Hall, I was on a subway. Like I was also in a subway car, <laughs> rushing down to, uh, to the Village Underground to do the uh, story, to do the, uh, crowd work show, What's Your F and Deal? It was great. It really went great. That is hysterical, though. Yeah, you know, that's just. But isn't that just like comedy? like yeah. uh, I've got a great thing when I went down to. Uh, I came back. From, I did the Sydney Opera House mm-hmm. um, with like mm-hmm. Jeff Ross, and Di- it was a real big like Drew Carey's big shows we did for Just for Laughs in Australia. And a week later, I was doing a gig in um, Vir- Newport News, Virginia Beach, and it was like a I think like a B room of sorts. It's a uh, it's called Cosy's Comedy Club. It's a good place, mm-hmm. but I just kind of wanted to do, do a gig, get out of town, you know. And the, and the money was okay, but like they put me up in a. They said it was a condo gig, which you know was always again kind of like, right. hey. we We're like, ah, whatever. We go. It wasn't a condo. It was a bedroom in a lady's house. Not the lady who owned the club. It was she owned the house. The lady who owned the club, but she had an, another old lady living there, and you'd have to walk past all her family pictures and furniture Mm -hmm. and go up the stairs into a room decorated with pictures of ducks and Indians (laughs) and like dream catchers. There was a TV with videotapes, uh, in the bedroom. And it was just like a, it was like a week removed from performing at the Sydney opera house. (laughs) Just like that, 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 that hot and cold. is such a weird, uh, transition, right? It's just
2: always going to be true.
13: And she was yelling at me in a. The first night, because she walked in toward, and the, the shows went great, by the way. But someone who worked there, who was you know an elderly person, also was just you know obviously doesn't get what I was doing, and and so when the lady, the owner, walked in at the end of my set, she was like, I guess she told her like, I don't know what this guy's doing, but it's just filthy and whatever. And as the crowds walking out, like thanking me and asking for pictures and everything, she's going, I don't know if we can do this. Is just. I, you don't even have any jokes. You're just filthy. And these terrible things come out of your mouth. And I'm looking on the wall, her wall of, like, shitty fame of, like, you know, all the fucking, you know, you know Caroline the Coconut Queen. You know, it's great to be here for the 15th time. Like, headshots on the wall. And uh, it's, just, it's just, like, it's so very surreal. You're just like, I was just flown to Australia. Put up in, like, a, you know, like, a first-rate hotel. Just this beautiful hotel. And now I'm, like, you know, being yelled at. And I'm gonna have to go home. I actually have a picture Uh, on my phone I took a picture of my favorite picture that I had to walk by in this lady's house and it was her (laughs) just a shit eating grin wearing a cowboy hat and just the day she got to meet Ed McMahon, it's a, framed, it's a framed picture of her shaking hands with. Ed. He's not even shaking hands; she's just next to him, giving like a huge thumbs up and a cowboy hat. And he's just sitting there. And it's like a promotional, like he didn't have the come. giant
2: check in his hand. No, that would it was,
13: be great. It, was a, it was a come meet Ed McMahon while he promotes. He has like some kind of vodka or something like label he put out. It was really like that's and that was bigger than any picture of her children. Was her and Ed McMahon in the middle? So I took a picture of that.
2: Um. Ed was, uh, and I'd never met him, but he would call my show in Florida, Mm -hmm. but would always do this show business thing, like that we were old friends, you know? Just wanted to get back in touch with you. It's good to talk to you again. Just such a a a 24-hour-a-day salesman. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Right away, I thought of you.
13: Did he call you Ronnie? Uh,
2: Ron and Ron. (laughs) Uh, all right, we got a break here. We'll be right back. Uh, Big J sitting in with us. Uh, he'll be appearing in Newport News. Uh, <laughs> no, he'll be in Buffalo at the Helium Comedy Club in New York this Thursday through Saturday. Go to heliumcomedyclub.com. Also, the link is up there on on the iBang, or you can go over to ComedyCentral.com to see. This is not happening with Big J. We'll be right back around a fest show.
6: This is the Ron and Fez Show.
0: On the O.P. and Anthony channel. Got that? From old school hip-hop, the hip-hop gonna, to classic R&B, you should
7: let me love to today's let hip-hop me and R&B hits. Just hold on, I'm going home. I know you want to you.
9: 100% commercial-free hip-hop and R&B channels on Sirius XM.
11: Many colors of diamonds. That's right. Steven Singer has a brand-new collection of colored diamonds starting at just $249. Choose from sky blue diamonds, green diamonds, yellow diamonds, black diamonds, and more. No matter which color size you pick, you'll come out the hero. You have to get the woman in your life a gift, and you want it to be a great gift. The more you procrastinate in buying or a holiday present, the guiltier you're going to feel. The guiltier you feel, the bigger the present you're going to buy. So here's some advice. Check out Steven's new selection of colored diamonds. These really are different. They're gifts like, uh, the, the blue, uh, the blue diamond circle necklace or the sunshine yellow diamond circle necklace. They start at just $249. We really do love Steven Singer. Go to see the entire collection of colored diamonds online at ihateStevensinger.com. It's always fast and free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, the other corner of Eighth and Walnut. Maybe you don't have a computer on 188. I hate Steven Singer or online, Stevensinger.com.
6: Here's a car question. How does rust get in to destroy your engine's fuel system? It's caused by water, attracted by the ethanol that's in your gas tank right now. Ethanol is in nearly every gallon of retail gas. It attracts 50% more water than unleaded. And with water, that means corrosion can begin at any time. But you can protect your engine with the BG Ethanol Defender Service. BG cleans, dries, and protects the entire fuel system. And you can find this service at a shop near you at BG Find A Shop. Remember these two letters. You don't have to be in the office to sound like you are. With Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for entrepreneurs, you can sound like a Fortune 500 company from your couch, your favorite coffee shop, your car, anywhere. Because Grasshopper turns your mobile phone into a full-featured business phone system with an 800 number, multiple extensions, call forwarding, voicemail to email, and much more. Turn the world into your office with Grasshopper. Sign up at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
9: Hey, I'm four-time NBA champ John Sally, and as a dedicated wellness advocate, I know staying committed to a healthy lifestyle isn't always easy. I count on the Vermax line of all-natural supplements to help keep me on top of my game by enhancing my performance, boosting my testosterone, and keeping my prostate healthy. Vermax products are available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, 7-Eleven, and other retailers nationwide. Or online at VermaxInfo.com. That's V-I-R-M-A-X-info.com.
6: These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This project is not intended to diagnose treat care or prevent any disease.
0: You're enjoying the Run and Fest show on Sirius XM's Opie and Anthony channel. More in moments. If the traditional sounds of Christmas is your Christmas story, SiriusXM has stuffed your stocking with
3: holiday traditions. Or maybe you like rocking around your Christmas with Sirius XM, Holly. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell Both exclusive commercial-free holiday channels are on now. Holiday Traditions on Channel 4 and Holly on Channel 17.
9: Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Gineger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. To try Paraswab's risk-free, dial 1-800-663-6519. That's 1-800-663-6519. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends, family, and coworkers talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-663-6519. That's 1-800-663-6519.
6: Oh, not all meetings can be planned in advance. Things come up, last-minute opportunity, a work emergency, great idea to discuss, but with people working from different offices or on the go, as they say, it can be impossible to get everyone in the same room when you need to meet. So be prepared. Start uh, hosting a meeting in seconds from your computer or mobile device by signing up for a free 45-day trial of... GoToMeeting.com There's no credit card required To get started It's the powerfully simple way to meet and collaborate online With GoToMeeting by Citrix You can share screens You can start um, or attend a GoToMeeting From any Mac, PC, smartphone or tablet It's so easy My team is able to meet whenever we need to my team. Try GoToMeeting free for 45 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code OP. Meeting is believing. Did you know diabetes can steal
13: your vision? In fact, diabetes is the leading cause of blindness among adults age 20 to 74. The truth is, your eyes could already be damaged from diabetes, and you may not even know it. There's only one way to find out. Get a retina eye exam don't wait acting early can help prevent vision loss the american society of retina specialists and genentech wants you to see the world as clearly as possible find out more on
0: how to protect your vision
13: at diabeteseyecheck.org
0: because these are the
6: happiest days of your life the run and fest show continues
2: It's the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-0-FEZ. 866-RON-0-FEZ. Fez, I got a lot of emails here. People accused you of being a bully today. I think you'd want a lot of people back over if you apologize to Vito.
1: I will apologize to Vito as I get bullied into it by people emailing. I don't understand how that makes sense. What? I missed it.
13: I missed the whole thing. Yeah, you well, you were en route. Was it startup? you get a startup ad?
2: Yeah. He was laughing at the fact that me and Chris left Chris, Fez out the dry during a out the dry cartoon and then he just snapped at the kid instead of snapping at us.
13: Oh. Understand. Did you uh I know you were you were talking a lot about the Richie Incognito story. Did does anybody feel his defense that he's made, like has any validity? I, I kinda do.
2: It's all fine with me. I don't give a shit what happens down there in Miami. I, I mean, no, of course.
13: But I mean like just the point when he said his thing, I, I sort of believe it because I know how I text with friends and, sure. stuff, and it, it would sound like I hate some people, but we're we're definitely. Uh, I
2: don't think Chris and I ever say a kind thing to each other, but <laughs> but you know I mean there's so much love in all the mean things that I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is I wish I could just fucking grab you in my arms and hold on to you and tell you uh, uh, I value your friendship. But instead, I just call him a drug addict. You know what I mean? Still a waste accurate. of space and the worst person I've ever right, met. That's getting a bit much. But it's true. I do feel that way from the heart. It's just that this society doesn't allow me.
13: <laughs> I told Chris uh, out in the hallway when I was walking in that uh, how, much, how hard I laughed last week when some guy called in and his last words were, he said, I love you, Fez, and he he goes, Hicks. Go fuck your mother. Yeah. And just the the genuine slow buildup of <laughs> taking that in, what just happened, and he goes, <laughs> Hicks goes. Uh, he goes, that was uncalled for and just mean, you fucking cunt face. <laughs> that made me laugh for two. I mean, two straight hours. I kept rewinding that on in demand. Like I was fucking, a jerk. A cunt, just a, cunt, cunt, face. a cunt, yeah. cunt face. Such a basic, hilarious thing to call somebody.
2: Um. And yet all true. And yet all true. So you uh, you really don't end up caring much about what happens between men. A man can't be bullied, correct? An adult? No, I look.
13: Sure. Yeah, I guess it one could, but an NFL football player? You got that far? I don't know if you could be a bully or someone who could be bullied and make it that far into like, your professional career. Although, you know, Aaron Hernandez is a murderer, so... And he made it that, to that point, right. too. So I get, I don't know, but it just seems like uh, there's got to be a better explanation than the guy was bullying him and he just accepted being bullied for a while and then like, I'm not taking it anymore. It just seems like a weird...
2: The whole thing is
13: weird. A weird path for an adult to go. I'm not saying it can't happen, and I'm, I'm definitely not pro-bullying. I'm quite the opposite. Here's
2: what I'm starting to see that i am noticing people that are bullied, and I call them friend dads. And that's the dads that are out there that are attempting to be a friend With their children. I see them getting kicked by little kids. I see them being yelled at by little kids. And spat upon by little kids. And I'm like. I guess they want to be treated that way. Or I guess the thought of not being. Friend dad. Is frightening to them. The kids
3: spit on the
2: parents. Yeah I see it all the time. Like people will lose their shit. Yell at the parents. Scream at the parents. Call the parents name. And the dad's just like this. Oh come on, Jasper, Jasper, Jasper! <laughs> if, please. If a
3: spit hit me and the kid was like doing it on purpose, like the kid, yeah. was, I'm going to spit on you because I hate you or whatever, it would be over. I'd be the kid would taken would be taken away from me. Then you so, would, not, you know,
2: you wouldn't befriend that then.
13: On, on experience, where that comes into is my my daughter got in trouble. We found out she was lying mm-hmm. pretty bad at school. We were at a school event and she got caught in a pretty big lie. And I had her outside by the arm and pointing a finger in her face and yelling at her. And um, for the next few weeks, uh, Child Protective Services was in my house going through my refrigerator in her rooms. And it's like, what? Is, and they go, well, next time, you know, just if she does something wrong, you just tell her you love her, hug her, and then tell her she has to go to her room and maybe no computer for the day. And you were just like, get the fuck out of my house, you dumb Haitian. What are you talking about? <laughs> you buffoon. I
2: don't know whether are you, you had idiot? to make it Haitian. Because she was Haitian. <laughs>
13: oh. And it doesn't matter. I'm already on some right. list until my daughter's twenty-eight, so All I can right, call her so whatever I want now.
2: You grab your daughter's arm, right? Mm-hmm. And you yell and you tell her you don't talk this way. And somebody reported you. No, no, I don't
13: see you to talking about. No, I was yelling at her because she lied. She basically right. lied in a roundabout way that, that made it so it it would it appeared that she was unaccounted for for about an hour and a half every day at school. Mm-hmm. Which at 11 years old pretty scary. Freaked you out. Really freaked me out. Yeah. And I'm trying to get some answers out of her and she's like, she's doing the, I don't know, oh wait. You know, she, you see how the kid lies coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to scare the shit out of her and tell me what's going on. And yeah, that's it. Other kids go, they called me in the school and I went to the school the next day and the school's going, well we get reports from other kids that you were dragging her on the ground by her hair and kicking her. And it's like, that's probably not what happened, right? I mean, you see me in here sitting, like, why would I come in here <laughs> after I just kicked my daughter's ribs in, like, outside of your school? I'm not an idiot, you know? And and they go, well, we have to report to the child protection. It's all like these, uh, and all that did, going through that whole process, changed nothing. My daughter's fine. Me and my daughter are fine. All it did was showed her there is a limit, like, like, I, like the fear tactic, even right. just kind of like, it's like, you, you want to get your ass beat, if then, then stop fucking up. That's just gone. That's out the window. She's, seen, she's now seen Dad can get in trouble if it goes to a
2: place where, you know... That's mind-blowing. Um, it's gross. Hey, if you want to go out and see child abuser Jay O'Kerson. <laughs> uh, Big Jay's at the Helium Club in Buffalo, New York this Thursday through Saturday, November 14th through 16th. Um, that is a mind-blowing story uh, to me. A mind-blowing story. It's horrible. Um, yeah. Chris, you're on the run of fed show. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah,
4: I... My son, when he was about 12 years old, he uh, spit on me. So I kind of wrestled him to the ground and slapped him in the face. Long story short, I mean, I didn't do this in public, but he mentioned it to somebody. And I was accused of child abuse, and they wanted to put him into therapy. I'll listen
13: to you out there. Oh, Oh, yeah. My daughter's in therapy. I went to her first therapy. It's, It's insane. The whole thing is bizarre to me.
2: So I guess this thing happened not too long ago.
13: Yeah. Um... Less than a year, yeah. Wow. It's insane. The whole process is insane that they put you through it. And by the way, what was so annoying was how nasty they were to me was I invited them, like, open arms to everything they wanted to do. You know, the people are going to come to your house. They're going to interview. Right. They're going to talk to you. They're going to talk to her. I'm like, come on in. Because I'm acknowledging this is probably, at the end of the day, a good system because somewhere there's a kid getting, yeah. you know, he's tied to a pole out back at his house, getting a shit kid, like, you know, there's and not being fed, and not being clothed. I did what I did to her at the school. We went home. I slapped her on her ass over her jeans, and I threw, her aunt bought her Jordans that I said that she couldn't have, because she doesn't need a $100 pair of sneakers, Yeah, because she was getting bad grades and not doing well in school. And after that happened, and she got caught in the lie, I threw the Jordans out. Those, that's, the, that's the steps I took. I threw out her sneakers smacked her butt over her jeans, and uh, grabbed her by the arm and, and yelled at her outside the school and I'm on a list till she's 28 years old.
2: Why 28? What? I have no idea why 28. We should be sitting in a bar getting but when drinks. But when she turns 29 <laughs> I'm going to
13: fight her like a dude. <laughs> the octagon right? <Eddie. laughs> oh
1: man. I just can't down the no, years ben, now. 18 years an, I'm going to fuck any your spanking, shit spanking?
2: You're, you're being quiet about this but you've always said any spanking is I think
1: any spanking is unnecessary. Well, is it abuse? Yeah. Totally. Did
2: the police do the right thing, coming to Jay's house.
1: Yeah, I think I think more. Oh, I mean, even though they didn't come to your house over the spanking, I think that's worse than grabbing the arm, spanking her butt over. Yeah, sure, I mean, I guess
13: it's. I can't argue the argument if it's what someone believes, but I mean, like, uh, my I just like you know you're kidding. I'm <laughs> far from pro child abuse. Like I I, I, I would I, I don't my daughter is far from abused.
2: I would Spoil always it, so. say this: you cannot take that off the table for a parent. You know what I mean? Obviously you don't go around hitting people, but that kid has to think this guy is not taking shit yeah. for their for for the father to have any authority at all. You know, like we would know my dad would hit a certain tone and everybody like, all right, just, let's just mm-hmm. stop fucking around here in the backseat, you know? Because we could get fucking hit for it. That thing is the real tool that you have. Now, in the case of this, his daughter's missing for an hour and a half a day that he doesn't know where she is. When you're an actual parent, that's the most frightening thing that you can imagine today. Um, here is... Here's Mark. Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show.
4: Yeah, Ron, it's not like a million bucks. Thanks, buddy. Hey, first off, Fez is full of shit. He doesn't have kids, so he doesn't know what it's like to deal with...
1: I've been hit mother as, mother as a kid. Races.
4: Um... Not enough. My (laughs) question, though, is, you know, you and Jay, and I think the same thing. I mean, it's ridiculous that you can't, you know, if you have to grab your kid by the arm to get their attention and so you raise your voice a little bit. You know, everybody that I know that has kids thinks the same way. So how did we get to that point? I mean, who made these rules?
2: Because I don't think everyone agrees with you. And here's what I also think. Every time that somebody does something wrong... They're always like, where were the parents? This is bad parenting. Mm-hmm. And they always think that somehow everybody else knows that you should see these things coming where the kids are getting weird. This is one of the places that the kids get weird. Because, like, you have a girl. Imagine if you had a mean fucking boy as a kid. And I'm talking about a mean boy because they're out there. Yeah, I hung out with them in some ways. They were my best friends, but there is some mean young boys in the world that their old man has to just barely keep down. You know,
6: barely, just some barely you control. get this shit.
2: I mean, I'm talking about kids who can take an ass kicking and still think it's worth it. You know, mean boys.
13: But there's the the, the bullying thing, especially having an 11 year old like comes into my life where I feel like she's coming home on a pretty regular basis too, and claiming victim of bullying like she's having the hardest time at school she said my daughter has eczema like on her lips so her lips get like very like dry and it does mm-hmm. you know it's it's not the best look uh in the world but she, as she gets older she could take care of it and it won't be so bad she's a kid so she doesn't right. take care of it that great and she does the you know whatever she does and it goes and people will make fun of her and she but it, there does come a point where it's, where she comes home and it's like you know stop just eating shit all the time, you know, it's like, it's like, I don't know, it's like, you come to the point where you, you can do so many consoling and consoling, because, yeah. like, you know, a lot of these kids, especially in her school, for some reason, like, the, the fathers aren't even that present, that's why I, I felt very, yeah. I felt very victimized myself, because I'm a very, like, present, giving a shit father, like, yeah. it matters to me if she's unaccounted for for two hours a day, I don't want her, uh, you know, where no one knows where she's at, and if she's not okay, so I had a very genuine reaction to that, you know, but, uh, but a lot of fathers, like I said, I just I think people aren't like uh, giving, and her mother isn't that much, her mother's much more of a yeller, like, you know, mm-hmm. she's much more vocal, more than any kind of physical with her, and I see the difference in, like, uh, my daughter will yell at her, like, come at her the same, you know, she'll yell at her, but she won't yell back at the kids at school, which I find is very, very bizarre.
2: That is kind of interesting when you think about it. Like, she'll
13: yell at her mom to the point where she just, and the thing is, she won't do that to me, yet... Me and her are very like uh, as far as like father daughter relationship, like, you know, we play video games. Like, I'm a pretty young father, so it's like we play video games together. She likes she's not she's not definitely not afraid of me at all. That was the first question yeah. all the uh the child protection people would ask. They like, go, Are you afraid of your dad? And she'd be like like she was almost like baffled by the question.
2: It was uh Doug, Doug, you're on the run show.
4: Hey Mr. big I I agree with Jay what Jay just said right there. It's just so spot on. But my my point is my son, great great kid a year got messed up with this girl that he had no business being with and it is basically defies the plan the that the girl called the police and said i was abusing him and the cops came to my house and uh while standing in my living room the cops asked my son if he had been drinking and he says yes and they tell me that i need to take him to a hospital and have him psych evaluated and i said no He's a, he's a minor. You need to take him to jail for being a minor drinking. Teach him a lesson. And they refused to do it, and they brought that up later. And the only good thing that I had going for me is the psychiatrist at the hospital who I had to take him and see was an older black lady who bought none of his bullshit and basically said, Nah, son, you're going home.
2: That's um... – it's it's crazy to hear. I mean, my phones are loaded right now with people who have been in this kind of stuff.
13: It's You know, it's funny. When, when we looked it up online, uh, when they said I was going to be on that list for a while, there's a ton of flat, like backlash saying it's like they don't even try to, oh, delay they wanted me to go to anger management. They kept mm-hmm. saying that. And at the time where they were telling me that actual legal action wasn't even off the table yet... Um. They were telling me, I was, well, I was very scared. I was like, yeah. can I possibly go to jail for this? Like, I was getting very, so when they would go, would you submit to anger management classes? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, basically, whatever's going to make this go away. This is ridiculous at this point that I'm in some very serious situation for what happened that night. It seems very, like, it's it's a bit much. And um, as they kept coming around, like, by the end, I started realizing, cause they go, did you sign up for anger management yet? And I said, no, no, I told you. I had, like, three road gigs in a row that I was mm. going for. I'll be back after this one. And I'll look into it. She's like, all right, just very important you get there soon. And I said, uh, well, wait a second. I was, I was starting to realize because they keep handing me these papers that are like phone numbers for the places to go. And you start feeling like there's like a more of a business thing involved here. Mm-hmm. They're not really looking at anything. They're just going, well, this is what we do. We come in, we look. If it's something that seems like kind of unsubstantiated, we just get business for this therapist, you know, or whatever the anger management class is. So I said to her, eventually I go, are you am I like mandated to go to anger management? Or are you asking me to go? And she goes, I just think it would be a good idea if you go. And then you're almost like, oh, all right, we'll get, get the fuck out of here then. And I didn't go because I'm like, that's just, I don't need to waste time on anger management. I'm not I even saying I don't need therapy, but anger, I, I manage my anger pretty goddamn well. In fact, for how angry I was that night, I, I managed my anger really well, I think, you know, for, a, for how scared and worried I was. But, um,
2: I, I saw the, the anger management thing worked out for Adam Sandler because he got his girlfriend back mm-hmm. and he made some real friends, you know, <laughs> some of those guys. And it got Jack Nicholson working again, which was nice.
13: It was nice with a the beard.
2: Um, these are wild stories. Big Jay Oakerson's, uh on a list. with, And this was no trial. You just get on the list.
13: You just get. And, and, and that's what all the things on the Internet, people, other people complaining about that. They go, you're just on it. You can't that's appeal it. it. You, but yes, but now, but now you have to, and oh, man, I'm trying to remember exactly what it said. The argument was, was really good. It's like, you can appeal it, but it's like, it forces you to like, the reason this list is so big is, is this, these kind of things usually take place from disgruntled kids calling child protective services, like in more like, you know, kind of like ghetto and like lower income communities. And the people, you can. You can fight it with, like, a heavy, expensive lawyer process. Oh, Jesus. So it's like, people just can't. I'm in a situation where I really can't afford to get like a bunch of lawyers. So it's like, And for me, it's almost like, all right, but I do have a genuine concern that, like, let's say, God forbid, my daughter's 16 years old and I find Coke in her fucking room. You know what I mean? Or something yeah. like that. And, or something that's just, like, a real dangerous you situation. You got chop rails for her. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I gotta break up those rails? It's not gonna look good, the Child Protective Service. Now, if I... uh but I'm just saying, if I if I lose, forget even physical, just verbally, I lose my shit. She now knows she could just call, child protective service and say, like, my dad's over here beating the shit out of me, and right. I, and, and I'm like, that that's my I don't know if that's a second strike right to I don't know yeah, what that's it is. if like you don't
2: give her like her weed back someday, you know what I mean? Oh, just be God. like, be able to hold that over your head.
13: Like that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's all it did. All it did was undermine my authority over my own kid. That's what I feel like I feel like it's all it did. And again, all that said. I don't know what the answer is, because I don't think you deconstruct child protective services. Yeah, it's very, very necessary to have that system. But, like, I'm surprised how hard they come down on things that are very unsubstantial. Like, that's what I said when, when they told me the child protective services was coming over. I go, they are just going to go through your house. I'm like, what, to see how awesome she has it? I mean, we have all the video games. <laughs> like, she has clothes. She's fed well. She's, you know, she's an only child. So she's essentially spoiled,
2: you know, like. Well, here's David in San Francisco. What's going on, guys? Hey.
4: There's a video out there. I see it at the beginning of the baseball season. San Francisco Giants. Uh, the son hit the father at a Giants game. The father missed the foul ball.
2: Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and there was
4: something about it. I'm going, you know, it wasn't just a, like a love tap. The son turned around and started hitting the father in the chest. I mean, he was really hitting him. I mean, you think you would get away with that shit, Robbie B? No. Hell no. No. Never. Your son striking you that hard and made me sick. I go, you've got to get control of that. Kid's got a problem. It's a uh, son hits father at Giants, and you look at that, and you see that kid's reaction, oh, that kid's got a problem. That's, those parents are gonna have a problem.
2: I see that kind of shit in restaurants.
4: That shit's gotta go. Yeah, I mean, nuts. Yeah, that uh, made me upset. I, you know, my kids are are well behaved. You know, yeah. they, they, they would never turn on a strike. You know, I don't strike them, but for them, that kid turned around, and the way he hit his dad, and the mom just watched nothing. Not even grabbed his hand or anything.
2: But, but here's the other thing. Don't you think if you got, like, cool kids, if you got well-behaved kids, some of it's just lucky? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, man, yes. I think I just got really lucky with my kids that they're, like, really turned out to be nice people. You know? Yeah,
13: I don't think there's any kind of... Well, I'm actually curious to know, like, Fez's take as, like, a single person, like, you don't have any kids at all, like... No. What, like, when you see, like, I watched the uh Jimmy Kimmel did yeah. the, the Halloween, we get your Halloween candy, it, yeah. candy. As I could see, even like, you know, my daughter was younger and not really like, you know, developed a personality that can like mouth off and be kind of like shitty at times. And right. it, overall, my daughter I think is a very sweet kid and she's funny and she's got a good personality, but you know, she does kid shit. Um, but now I'm starting to deal with much more of like a personality developing on its own and becoming a thing. Um, but when I see that Jimmy Kimmel thing, not that I don't think it's funny, I do get the humor of it completely, but when I see the kids, some of the kids reaction like, why would you, you're fat, you don't need that, you right. jerk, you're such a jerk that you, uh, I'm almost surprised like a kid's lack of fear in doing that, like, 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 just to be able to blurt that, it, it takes me very bad when I'm like, Agre- I agree. And, like, and then the parent's are like, I'm sorry. I was, even like, even the yeah. apology is like, I'm just kidding. I don't even, I'm really sorry. It's like, why would you do that, you fat jerk? Like, I just don't understand why I said this is okay. It's, I'm it's not shocked by
1: it because it's a kid of a parent who's playing a really mean trick on a kid just to get on Jimmy Kimmel. So it sounds like that's just the way it is in their family. But across
2: the board I think it's getting to be like this. Yeah. Across the board that we're thinking into this thing like, "Hey buddy, you watching your video games and you in the car. No. That's video time for you." Here's my theory. Like, what the fuck are you talking about?
13: The theory is that no one can raise kids anymore like with a lot of time devoted to it because everything's so expensive, two people have to work. Right. The kids are shuffled around a lot. Uh, my daughter's a victim in, in many ways of that same thing. Mm-hmm. Her mom works a lot. I work a lot. And there's just uh, the TV's doing a lot of ra- Like I said before, I think those shows like now, like kid, kid shows, when my brother and sisters were younger even, and I was like 11 years older than my brother, who's mm-hmm. the oldest one of the three of my brother and two sisters, their kid shows, even their tweener stuff was still very like, cheesy barney and then there was, there was like that shift came at some point where those disney shows they really do have like kids like like it's like kisses and, and like for i know i'm like i'm a filthy comic i get it but, right. my, but my thing is very for adults i i'm very blown away by how far those like disney shows will take it and how like parents are so stupid kids sneaking out at night to do whatever they want i never to saw kind of any time. shows so i don't and know then, what they are and then but also the thing there's that shift very quickly that goes from like you know Selena Gomez is the Wizards of Waverly Place, like, you know, co-star of a very, you know, clean kids show on Disney Channel, to then, like, she's, like, the sexy girl doing coke in a movie, and then Miley Cyrus has her one piece, like, jammed up her snatch and smoking weed on, and it's like, that's just, like, for that to be your next thing, you're Hannah Montana, and then you have Camel Toe smoking weed on the awards is your next, it's just a weird leap. And it's, I think it just confuses, like, my daughter, I, I see, I, I gotta turn it off, like, when I hear, I don't know how she, I mean, I do know how, I guess, but, just the, the things you have to police, you don't even realize, even, like, radio doesn't let you get off, yeah, radio doesn't even let you get off, uh, like, the things they're are letting through on radio, when I was a kid, I remember the biggest deal was that, uh, ZZ Top's legs, mm-hmm. at the end, they say, shit, I gotta have her, and that was, like, a big deal, they say, shit, but, like, and then when I got Two Live Crew's album when I was a kid, I had to get it and, and I had to trick my grandmother into buying it for me, basically, and <laughs> listen to it, like, in the basement on a tape player. You know, like, it was, like, a real big deal. But there's, I mean, Two Live Crew stuff is as mundane as anything on the radio at this point. You know, like, not mundane, but, like, the radio will play stuff, essentially that graphic. It might not with the curse words, but the suggestiveness still... It's it's bizarre. It's like the, the loosening up of the sensors is good in some ways, and then some. Ways it just it exposes kids a little bit young to things. they Well, that, I that think don't need.
2: you know. I think first of all, they they see kids as little consumers. That's all they care about. You know, the Disney Channel isn't supposed to raise kids. They're setting to sell shit to children. You're literally letting people in your home to sell things to the kids, to tell them these are the cool things, this is the way to dress, this is the shit you have to have to get over. So again, that's up to the parents. You cannot just say, here's a TV show, now you're safe for a while. Because they're just marketing to them. Every one of those shows has tons of shit for sale, and then they run yep. commercials. Um, here's uh, Chris, Chris the teacher. You're on the run of Fez show.
8: How you doing, guys? Uh, I just wanted to ask Fez, and I'm serious. I'm not even trying to be a jerk. I got two kids, and, and I'm just so worried about fucking them up because I'm a teacher, and I see how fucked up some of these kids get. What If I can't spank my, my 4 year olds? if you're saying it's abuse, what am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do.
1: I would take a toy away. I like what the other things that Big J did—taking away the jeans and the sneakers. That means a lot. How would you settle it? How would you settle a dispute with another teacher? Take him into the principal's office and have them smacked. Well, what about this?
2: So what about if somebody smacks you? You take away their stuff. What if Chris yeah. Stanley you, it starts hitting you? You just take away his stuff.
1: No, Chris Stanley. I would call
2: the cops. So do you need to call the police on the child? So if you're on the street and someone hits you. You just start yelling, help, police. You don't hit back.
1: No, I take the kid
2: home. It's not a kid. I'm saying if a person hits you.
3: If I was attacking you right
2: now. That, I mean, that's... What fucking lesson are you even teaching a kid that you could hit someone bigger than you? This is the very opposite of street sense.
1: But is the lesson lesson learned by beating up someone smaller than you?
2: It's not even beating up. It's showing
1: if you go around
2: hitting people, you're going to get your ass beat. You have to fucking know that if you're on the street. You can't go around hitting people without getting your... Particularly hitting people bigger than you. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid.
13: And there's a line. I mean, obviously, you know, <laughs> I don't seem like to fight. But you know, you don't fight your kids. That would be a terrible, terrible thing. But there is... Pull my phone but, but I mean, do you think it... Is it better to... Would you say rather than like smacking a kid on the butt, like to threaten them with like biblical wrath, like you know, it's like, well, if you don't, like, you know, what I mean, like, just like keep it as
1: words. That, like, I, I would keep it as words. I could understand yelling in a situation where a kid's hitting you.
13: I was yelling for sure, but I mean, I just think you take away like it's a. I think Ron's very right in that. It's like, yeah, you you have to instill something in them. It's like that you have the control across the board. You,
2: this is the way it fucking goes down, and that's a smart lesson to learn in life. My There's a, a, a smart lesson advocate. to know. There's some people you don't fuck with. That's smart. That's what keeps people... Afraid. The last thing you want you do your kid to do is like, oh, I'll fucking get away with anything. I don't give a shit if I go to jail for it. It'll all work out. That's the people who end up in real trouble. You you want a kid to think how do I not end up in real trouble? How do we get in some trouble and not in real trouble? It's you're not teaching these kids how to become people. By the way, I got written into me that when you were talking about your girl being uh, when she gets into her teens, if she makes a, a call, you could be hauled away for contempt. Because on that contempt. list, yeah, you're on that list. Yeah and the, uh, the other thing is the kids can't go to your house for Halloween <laughs>
13: <laughs> and if I move to another neighbor I could go tell people I threw my daughter's sneakers out once
2: uh, I just wanted to what? let you know I'm living over here
13: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you track your own neighborhood but uh, I did throw out my daughter's sneakers mm-hmm. once and I am within 100 meters of the school
2: um, here's Al in Virginia you're on the run and Fetish show
10: Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm a, I'm a 24. I'm
4: 24. I grew up under a household that my parents were very loving, but at the same time, they were not afraid to give me a good ass whooping whenever I got a line. And at first, I hated it when I was younger growing up, but nowadays, I am grateful for it because you look at
5: society nowadays, parents are scared shitless of their kids they're afraid to say something to them. They say they're afraid to hit them. They're afraid to discipline them. And that's what you're getting out of this. You're getting this end product that a bunch of deadbeat people don't have no accountability,
4: have no fear, no respect for elders, no respect for, you know, for superiors.
2: And, you know, it's one of the main reasons why this country is going to the shitter. Like, when you had your meltdown today, Fez, uh-huh. you went looking for the weakest fucking link.
1: I didn't hit anybody. <laughs> but <laughs> I you didn't went, threaten to hit anybody. Well,
2: you bullied the weakest link because you know the other two fucking guys you yelled at, you would have taken some shit for. That's street sense. Like, I'm mad. Who's the weakest person I can blame this on? <laughs> That's fucking street sense. That's keeping yourself out of the shit. Now, Vito, on the other hand, he's back there going, what did I do? I've always, I just try to do my best. Um, here's Danielle in Ontario. Hi, I'd like to weigh in on this
4: as a young mother. I'm 27 and I have a three-month-old daughter. And I tell you, I'm 27 years old and I'm still terrified of my parents. Still? I, lo- I love them to death, but I will not step on the line because my father, I know, will hold true on his word. And if I step out the line, I'll get whacked.
1: That's That's really, really sick that one adult would hit another one, thinking that's the way to resolve things. (laughs) But I think
13: she's saying that she just has that fear, uh, not that he would necessarily do it.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't actually, he he wouldn't have to. So do you want your daughter to grow up the same way, being terrified of you when when she's an adult?
4: And I'm not terrified of my father. I'm terrified of disrespecting him and disappointing him. So, I do well. I'm successful. I have respect for other people. I have a loving and wonderful marriage because I respect other people, and I grew up knowing that if you didn't, bad things happen.
1: Well, please don't beat the three-month-old so that she's <laughs> respectful.
4: No.
2: Um, here's James in L.A. James.
1: Hey, guys.
10: Hey. I think uh, what you're talking about is a problem of a lot of uh, fathers. Is not being able to deal with the, the, how society is progressing, how people are sexualized at an earlier age, and, and all of a sudden, you know, Miley Cyrus has her, has her, has her cooch out and smoking joints on TV. I think that as men, as dads, we gotta handle that shit better, that transition period better, and not just be frustrated and shake our fist at it. You know what I mean? I think no you that, you are right, you
2: are definitely right that men in this country have to be able to improvise uh, certainly yeah. a lot more than our fathers or grandfathers and,
10: and and one last thing we, yeah. we can 't keep on trying to be just like our fathers or 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 some sort of old time value because those guys, God bless them, would never have been able to survive in this cult, in this cultural climate either so but, I think, but
2: I, let I, me just I, say this, James. And yeah. they tell us the big problem with family values is that guys aren't sticking around and aren't doing what Jay's doing, which is staying in his kid's life. And I think a lot of that comes from dudes who are like I don't even know where I fit in here, or if I do at all. And they split; yeah, well, they just they go away.
10: He's, he's doing the hard work, man. I mean, he's he, dude is doing you know uh, God's work, being a real dad. But you know, I, I just get down when myself as a dad or other dads out there in our age group get. Angry at you know oh look at these young girls look at because a few years ago we might have been you know ukulele these girls ourselves I think we have to figure out a way to, to, to translate what we're seeing better to our kids well there, I, there, I is, think James really
13: there is there is hypocrisy to it and, and I do actually vocalize that a lot there with my daughter it's funny it's like I want her I'm trying almost to not shelter her enough and you know she's never watched me do Really like Obviously my stand up Is just way over the top 30 for her But she's watched When I did like Fallon And she And she kind of Gets an idea What I, And she gets to What I do Is inappropriate For her mm-hmm. And it's like I'm trying I don't know If it's possible Or not But I'm doing my best To try to mold The kid The best way I describe it Is like you know She goes to the College parties but when the two guys are like, hey, you want to go back to our dorm room? And she'll go, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll go there and suck both your dicks. And they'll go, really? And she'll go, no, idiots, I'm just, no, I'm not going back to your dorm room. You know what I mean? Like, that, just to have a sense real. of, like, I know what's going on in the world. You know, I want her to have, like, some kind of level of street smarts and knowledge. I don't want her to be, like, a naive idiot at the same time. as like, yeah, I don't want her to be a whore. I don't want her to be a, a bad kid. No, I want her to be, you know, polite, pleasant person.
10: You're in the wrong line of work, dude. There needs to be more guys, more dads like that, on the reel, like you, laying it down. You know what I mean? There's too many either pussy dads. I'd rather have no dad than a pussy dad. And too bad you got in trouble for your thing, man.
2: All right, thanks, James. Yep. James in L.A. See, that's the weird thing. What James is saying is you really do have to realize that in this culture, it's a you're changing and moving all the time. There wasn't, when my father was our parent, there wasn't any chance that child services would ever show up under any circumstances. Oh, yeah. No matter who called them. Yeah. Now it's a gimme.
3: Now it's just, it doesn't matter.
2: And I think, in fact, I know that you're just being honest and upfront, but this thing that we all do where we blame everybody else. For the way they live their life. And you'd be the first to blame that when that kid goes up and shoots up a school or something, because he has no f- fucking fear of the world, that it's the parents' fault too. It's just like people are just pointing fingers at everybody for the way they live their life now. And anything comes up, we have to act like we're better than that. Shit, I see somebody losing it with their kids. I'm like, I know how that gets them. You know, it's it's a tough thing to pull off.
13: But it's funny, too, when someone goes and shoots up a school, there's as much a chance as they come from a household where the dad was, like, burning them with cigarettes every day and beating the shit out of them, as much as the dad that was, like, you know, the kid comes up and goes, Dad, I'm going to be in the garage playing right. with chemicals. the dad goes, whatever, just don't touch my yeah. stuff. You know, hey, love you, son. Remember, right. we got tickets to the big game on Sunday. You know, have fun. Have fun in the
2: garage. That's Shut I say, up, Dad. I really do think parenting comes down to luck. I'm saying that as have somebody who has really two great kids, Never, I don't even remember cross words, but they're just nice people. No, very there's... little. I don't think, that, and I know that my parents—they raised two nice girls, but they're two savages. <laughs> you know what I mean?
13: Yeah, and that's good. And, and there's also like a there's also a big thing with parenting of being uh, aware too. Is you know when my daughter does come home. Uh, and i think a lot of parents don't do this i think this is something that's missing a lot in parenting is a real a realistic view of your kid like a very not an idealist but a very realistic as far as when she comes home and it's you know it's like so and so said so and they picked on me and they said this mean mean thing her mom is her her mom's job i guess is the one to come in and go to, oh i can't believe they did it and then i definitely have a thing i'm like i'm like all right come here like we'll talk about it, but what did you? Where, what did you right. say? Where's your partner? Did you? You're not provoking this at all. Mm-hmm. So if I get a hold of these kids' parents, and I'll go that yard. Like, there's this yards, I try to get a hold of the other people's parents. Like, I, I really try to like be hands on in, in, in as many ways as I can. And that might have you know, my dad split when I was pretty young. And not, and not that he wasn't like in some way uh, available to me, like to call or whatever. He just didn't. It was very clear they didn't give too much of a shit about my childhood. And I had a step-pop who came in, but they started cranking out kids very quick. My mom and my step pop. So I was just kind of like, you know, I was a little bit of a floater. And I think, you know, my own decisions kind of led me to like not make, I never didn't do drugs young. I never got drunk underage, really. I, I did all like,
2: those things. No,
13: no. I'm, I, I'm my not, parents loved me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. No, no I, no. I cannot believe how much that, no matter what benefits, it didn't mean shit to me. Yeah,
13: well, no, I don't mean to paint a picture of that. My mom uh, and step pop love me very much. It's, it's, we have very uh, unique. Family I'd say in the in the interactions they worked they were the generation that they worked my mom and step-pop non-stop like I, I basically was like a major part of raising my brother and sisters and They you know my brother was one of those kids where I was said that luck of the draw was. like He was a very neat clean polite super nice never any kind of trouble kid and then like Turned 18 or 19 and started doing like drugs, you know, and then he's off of it now He's like, on the other end of that now, but like you Maybe know
2: Chris what? Why are you looking at me? He's for? bringing up drugs all the time, and you stole those blues from us. <laughs>
3: I don't steal anything. There, there is some drug use. Some.
13: Chris looks like John J. Rambo when he first got in the town in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to drive to the edge of town and thank him for hanging out. Yeah,
2: except for instead of going to Nam, he got this
0: angry at the Army Navy store. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's bullshit. You're gonna serve me?
0: <laughs> no, I can't even get a job
3: Put washing cars. Put up our QB.
0: <laughs>
7: <laughs> Nicky Foles. See, I
13: think, you think Nick Foles looks like who? Marilyn Manson. He does, without makeup.
2: I got him down as Napoleon Dynamite.
13: Yeah. I think there's they a all, Napoleon Dynamite thing. And the, and the older brother from Mr. Belvedere and Paul <laughs> Pfeiffer and everything else that people said Marilyn Manson looks like. Now add Nick Foles to that. <laughs>
1: Big Jay Okerson's episode of This Is Not Happening hosted by Ari Shafir, now up on comedycentral.com. It's also on the iBang and Jay's also appearing at Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York this Thursday through Saturday. That's the 14th through the 16th. Go to Helium Comedy Club for tickets. Helium ranked very high on the periodic table of comedy clubs. Oh, wow, nice. That's I like good that. to hear.
2: All right, that's it for us. We got anything else? We got to plug, Chris. I think we're good to go. Are you sure? Yes. Anything you want to tell us about the blues? I, there's, I didn't take the cigarettes.
3: I know. I don't. I'm not going to steal from us. I swear to God. And you gotta, he did.
13: You got to smoke the Reds and the Blues. Real nice. I'm not stealing electronic cigarettes. Would you
2: take a red or a blue right now? Would you take the red stick or the blue stick? Well, the red stick makes all the difference. <laughs> I don't remember which one did he eat. Blue. He just doesn't feel like he really cared. <laughs> hey, when is Marcy putting this song out? As, uh, to, uh, that's supposed to, to be out
1: in December. Okay,
2: thank you, Fez. Stop live reading me. We're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> you already did that. Alright, uh, that's it. We'll see you guys back in here tomorrow. Vito, are you okay? I know you got bullied today. You got pushed around. You good now? Good now, oh, that's good. He was back there cutting his own leg. Boy, doesn't he like me. Yeah. He's See pretty good. near back in there tomorrow.
11: Uh, uh, that's the end of my show.
12: Dong.